me your live on Facebook, people. Woo! Oh, That's right. <laughs> we, we got a woo there. We got a woo to start the show. I couldn't hear you. Could you do that again, sir? Of course. Woo! Woo, all right. <laughs> yeah. We got a woo in. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So there since you. we have a woo, that we need some... Vince McMahon impersonations. Would that be correct, sir? Pat? I'm not sure my uh, I'm not sure my voice can handle it, but I'll try. Nicole yes. just asked Nicole just asked me because I'm in the AEW, so there's a there's a face tunnel and a heel tunnel, and Cody comes out the middle. So she's like, is he a tweener? He doesn't come mm. the other, he comes out the middle. <laughs> He's no, uh, that's, that's, that's he's undecided. Cody, that's that's the that's the Cody tunnel because we know that he's the big star of the show. I mean, he got he got a pop last night and tonight, so yeah, it's a, it's I'm all a, about, it's all about, it's all about Cody. It's 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 about I don't know which side I want to swing on right now. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole. The face or the heel. I'm just swinging around until I decide which side I want to jump on. He, he thinks he's a face, but he's a heel. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm going to describe him. Yeah, yeah, you know. Wow. So what's going on, every but hey? But ah, nothing much. Hey. Just another day with, in paradise. Just me, something with butts today. Gluteus Maximus, Derriere's. I don't know. I've been using those words a lot. <laughs> He said, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead. That was some funny shit back in the day, wasn't it? My favorite yeah, phrase is Bungholio. I lost my shit when I heard him say that the first time. Bungholio. I used to. My sister and I had to sneak uh, watching that when my parents weren't looking. They really didn't want us watching that for a few years. Well, yeah, and it was on MTV. It was on a weird time. And uh, my favorite thing was when he did the Great Cornholio. That was always yeah. funny to me. Like, the, I'm the Great Cornholio. Are you threatening me? <laughs> yes, it was. I am Cornholio. Hey, me in front of my bunghole. <laughs> at, least, at least we had to, like, sneak and watch. Like, my friend Zach, his parents wouldn't let him watch wrestling. What? Yeah. What kind of puritanical household did yeah, he grow up in? Very religious. <laughs> he grew up in a very religious home, and he had he had to sneak to watch wrestling. Yeah, I my parents were never that bad. So. No, Rational Ross and he's the devil. Weren't, but he has told me that, and I'm just like, man. <laughs> yeah, that's I, ugh, I, I can't think of having an upbringing like that. Son is the devil child. Yeah, that's that's uh, kind of crazy. Anyways, I didn't mean I just that just you guys were talking about sneaking to watch. I didn't mean to interrupt the great. That's fine. <laughs> I would like to uh, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize uh, for us not being last week. I will uh, I will take the heat for that. It was a combination of uh, my uh, father and I had planned to go see a movie on Saturday night rather than our regular Friday night basically because 
Uh, the seats which we normally like to sit in were purchased for the Friday night show. Uh, but then I ended up with a really bad cold too, so I was in no mood to try to podcast anyway. You don't have to make you don't have to make a real reason for the the stripper party. You don't have to come up with some other reason for the stripper party. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, that's yeah. what happens when you kiss I, all, I, all those girls. One of them gave you some cooties. If I had had a stripper party, not only would I be telling the truth about that, but I'd be showing you pictures. Do I see a, do I see a little something on your lip there, Patrick? Oh, oh that's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. You were being silly. I, I thought maybe because I, I just ate dinner. Sorry. What do I have? Oh, my God. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so, I got I got I got a flu shot a, a little over a week ago, and I immediately got a cold because of it. So, yes, and I did. I tell you guys what happened after I got my vaccine, like how no, I got cause, sick. No, because last because no. last time we did this, you were talking about that you were going to get it. Oh yes, yeah. so it's been two weeks. So so like the reaction that Darth Pat saying he had is the reaction that I had to my COVID vaccine. So I had, you know, as, as I mentioned two weeks ago now, I had to get my COVID vaccine because my job required. And so I was just like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll get it, whatever. Um, and got the Johnson and Johnson, uh, about three o'clock in the morning, I woke up with severe, like shaking chills. Like I couldn't stop shaking. I was thought I was cold, but I wasn't cold. Like my body did not feel cold, but I got yeah. those shakes. So you got a fever. And then. Well, yeah, it was evidently the beginning of the fever. And then after that subsided, which took a long time, then about six o'clock in the morning, then I had a fever, which I couldn't stop. Like I couldn't stop. I was roasting. Like I was just like sweating. It was like disgusting. I was like, oh my God, I'm so gross. Like, so I ended up taking two days off. marshmallows on you? Maybe. (laughs) We know that you're so gross. I know, but uh, I ended up taking off two days from work because I just wasn't, myself like i was extremely tired after that and then you know i still was i still had a fever the next day so it was just I, weird I, I that's why i don't get the flu shot yeah, either not I because had, i don't believe in it but i only had the i only had a fever for like maybe an hour or two like the, the night but you got the you got the the dual one so mine was the reaction to like, i think the first shot i got i got the I, I had a fever and that was it. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I got I got the Pfizer vaccine. The worst reaction I had to that was a little bit of soreness in the arm for like maybe a day, if that. And it wasn't even that severe. So yeah. maybe it's just you know differences in the vaccines and shit like that. I mean, yeah. The funny thing is, the only reason I get the flu shot is because of the other issues I have, and they basically right. said, you know, more to what you have, it's a good idea to get the flu shot. So, uh, and the other reason I resisted, I think I've mentioned this before, is because. When I was a little kid, I used to get allergy shots and like, you know, like the needles mm-hmm. were like this fucking long and shit, but you know, it's not like that anymore, but this well, is the first time I've had a bad reaction to the flu shot. So well, it's just, it's just funny. Like when the guy that gave me my vac- my vaccination, like the guy that jabbed me, he's sitting there talking and like all of a sudden he's just like, and punches like punched me. I felt like he punched me in the arm. I was like, dude, like, what the hell? I, I, like, I, think, I, I, I think I'm like, who trained these people how to give those vaccines? Like, who did did you who trained you because you suck at it? Like, really I mean, bad. Yeah, the, the second one I got, I didn't even notice. Like, I didn't even know what happened, and it was already done. Yeah, like I think the reason why they talk to you so that, like, you know, if you're somebody who is nervous about needles in general, 
that they're not like bringing attention to it to like when they do it but yeah i, I don't remember getting like basically punched in the arm <laughs> you know to uh, uh to, to, to got the two that i got but i, I think again it, it's a technique to just try to like distract you know you know needle hesitant people from like bringing the attention to it like okay i'm gonna stick you right now you know so <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's interesting. Like, it's been a long time since I've had any kind of shots or anything like that, and I haven't had blood drawn in a long time. Um, but those little fancy little things that they put on your arm now that they put the needle right through and it turns into, like, an automatic Band-Aid, I was like, that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, they have that for some of them. I only got, like, I only was super tired after the first and second one. Small fever mm-hmm. didn't really last long. There's <laughs> I didn't, uh, yeah. Not too much for me, honestly. We have both both guys bleeding. <laughs> of course, Cody's going to bleed. Cody oh, likes yes. to bleed. For for everybody watching, right? It's now, a road AJ's thing. Watching a, 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 yeah. AEW Dynamite. I can't talk. Friday. <laughs> so, but yeah, today oh. was interesting. Like, uh, my wife uh, is on call for her job today. Her on call. Th- portions done now but she was on call all day for her job but she went up and uh, she got up and uh ended up going to a cookie decorating class um which was really cool because she likes to decorate like uh cut out cookies like that's her big thing and she gets people that order them from her and stuff like that so it's pretty Those cool fun. so she got uh got some tips and stuff like that that are gonna help her make her cookies a little bit easier uh make a a cleaner design on them when she goes to design them and then we uh ended up going to the northampton what they call the Jack Frost parade, uh, which is their Halloween parade, which was nice. It was, they didn't have it last year. They canceled it because of COVID. I know. <laughs> I know they called it the Jack. I don't know why they call it Jack Frost in October. I'm thinking the same thing, Pat. <laughs> Jack Frost, I mean, Christmas. Jack Frost with Christmas and winter as opposed to Halloween. But it's like, even if it was like supposed to be some kind of thing saying, well, the weather's going to cold. It's still fucking 60 degrees up here. The weather hasn't gotten cold yet, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't get it. It's, oh, I don't know what that's like. Shut up. <laughs> poke you, come down there and poke you in the eye. <laughs> Jerk. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, I, I don't know why they call it that either. It doesn't make any sense. They I don't know why they just don't call it a Halloween parade. You know, just call it what it is. That's because that's what yeah, it is. There's nothing... In shit. The, the yeah, only thing absolutely. Christmas in it is the fact that Santa Claus rides usually the last fire truck of the parade. And that's it. Oh, so. kind of like what they do with like the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Mm-hmm. But we yeah, have to call I mean, it Jack yeah. Frost in Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't just call it a Halloween parade either. You know, back when I was in high school and I was in marching, we did three or four fucking Halloween parades every damn year. We did, we mm-hmm. always did, we did one in, in, in Copley. We did one in Catasauqua, which sucks so bad because it was, <laughs> It was it was ba- because the the root of the Catasauqua Halloween Parade is basically all uphill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably went up Ray Street. And when you're carrying a drum, marching uphill is not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then we always did the one in Bangor, which was fun because, um, being that we were the Penargel band, we'd get booed just because we were from Penargel because the whole Penargel Bangor rivalries since the two towns are next to each other. Mm-hmm. My product, the the fun thing though for the banger Halloween parade is that it was a costume parade. Like so, we didn't have to march in our uniforms. We could wear costumes. Mm. And the last banger Halloween parade I marched in was my senior year, which was 1998. 
for whatever reason, they decided to do a theme for the parade that year. I don't know if they always did themes for the parades, but they did a th the theme that they did for that year was Titanic because that was, you know, like the year after Titanic had come out in movie theaters and set all the box office records and won all the Oscars. <laughs> thing. Uh -huh. So I had bought this shirt at Suncoast Video that said, the boat sank, get over it. <laughs> Because this was at a time, I think, where there was this like, whole, like line of there was like this whole like line of like the boat sank it over. There was this line, there was this whole line of shirts that came out that said like you know get over it. Like there was one that like made reference to the Clinton Lewinsky affair that said so they had an affair. Get over it, you know. So I had this shirt already, and so when I heard that the theme was Titanic, I immediately went really. <laughs> So I decided that oh my, my costume would just be me wearing this shirt because the theme of the parade was Titanic and everything. But then I thought to myself, damn it, I want people to see the shirt and I'm going to be wearing a drum harness. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, I know what the root of the parade is. I know it's probably called you a marching band nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's probably going to kill me, but here's what I'll do. I'll just wear like, you know, because it's going to be a little warm, you know, a little cool, of course, and everything. I'll wear a couple shirts, put the harness on, and then put the shirt over the harness, which will, of course, prevent me from taking the harness off if we ever have like a stop in the braid and everything. Mm -hmm. But everybody will be able to see that I'm wearing a shirt that says the boat sank, get over it. I told that's a lot of thinking for funny. a part. That's a lot of thinking though, just for a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> I want so to like, I, hate, I hate everybody talking about this movie. I don't understand why you're doing the theme of a Halloween parade to be Titanic. You know, I just I just was trying to make that fun is kind of, of weird. Pictures. You know what? Yeah. They sh I wish somebody you gotta answer you gotta answer this question for me because I I know probably nobody did it, but did anybody have like a float that was like just a bunch of dead people like floating in like pretend water? Cause that'd have been fucking uh, awesome. That'd be insane. See, the thing is too, like when you're in the parade, you don't really get to see a lot of what else is in the parade because mm -hmm. you know you have to gather at a certain point to start and then you know it's like, okay, you're next, get in line and everything. So you know, you don't really see a lot of what else is in the parade. I think there were floats that had to do with Titanic and stuff. Not one that I'm, I don't believe there was one that was depicting dead people floating in water. Uh, I mean, it would, would have been pretty kind of cool and really fitting with the whole idea of Halloween, dead people. Yeah. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't believe there was. But anyway, so like I told everybody in the band I was going to do this and like half the people didn't believe me. So then I showed up that night and put the shirt on and walking around before like we would got into line and everything and i had like half the people being going oh my god you did it and i said if i say i'm gonna do something like this trust me i'm gonna fucking do it don't doubt me you know so so i had a good time that night whether anybody in like the crowd noticed i was wearing the shirt i have no idea but you know i'm kind of hoping they did it's one of my prouder moments i believe that <laughs> <laughs> i really do and ever since then it's been all downhill no <laughs> yeah yeah so, i mean it was already downhill it was already on the way downhill then but yeah <laughs> took a nose uh, dive after that cody won yes cody won yeah I knew. <gasps> oh I knew. no of course he did yeah i knew he was going to but you know of course, he did. Alabama's, Alabama's having a tough time with Tennessee. 
Yes, they are. Oh man, they are uh, not doing very well. What's so I think I think Joe, it's time for us to give an update on fantasy football and how well we're doing or not doing. Since I'm so uh, happy it's I'm now not and... doing fantasy football this year, it's it's really been a relief to be honest. Yep. Since... I, so I, I don't all. For me, my biggest struggle this season is that I've lost games because of one person. Either <laughs> somebody from the opposing team having a spectacular game. For mm. example, for example, last week, not, not last week, the week before, I was up by 36 points. That's a pretty big one. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I thought I was pretty okay. Considering the fact that the opposing team's last player left was the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, Earlier. who just so happened to have over 140-some yards receiving, two touchdowns, and a two-point conversion catch that actually netted this motherfucker <laughs> 41 points. Hence, I lost by four. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I've so. had, like, my record is two and four. I won this pack we past weekend because of Derrick Henry because he's a fucking beast. And everybody and their mother in this league is trying to trade me, send me a trade package for Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, <laughs> your your nephew included is included in that list. Oh yeah, he well. tried to trade me for somebody too for Chubb. He, uh, he tried to trade me, and three other people have tried to trade, send me trades for Derek Henry. So I posted in the message thing, hello, everyone. I will not be taking offers for Derek Henry, period. Yeah, like you should say something Forget like. Forget about uh, it. You should say something like, hey, everybody, I've told you to fuck, to fuck off when it comes to Derek Henry trades. Now, when I tell you to fuck off, what do you do? To deal with all of this. You fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Listen, yeah. it, you'll go far. Now fuck off. <laughs> and some of the trades I've been like <laughs> the players are trying to trade me. I, I don't remember the one the one. Oh, let's see. So the one was oh fuck. Was um who's the I think Devontae Freeman starting this weekend, but uh, Mur- um, who is the Ravens other running back? Murray? Latavius Murray? Is he on that team? Not sure. I'd have to look it up. I don't even remember. Two running backs. So it was Murray and Antonio Brown and another wide receiver they tried to trade me for Derrick Henry. And I was looking at that like, are you fucking joking me? The three of these guys combined don't average as many fantasy points as Derrick Henry's averaging for me right now. And yeah, <laughs> Latavius, Latavius Murray is with the Ravens. So is, so is Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've signed some old-timers on that team. And see, the thing is, is that running backs can get you a lot of points in this league. But you have to have yeah. a running back that catches the ball out of the backfield too. Like some of these teams have, I don't want to say two-headed monsters, but they've got a primary back that they use for most of their plays. And then they've got a running back that they use 
for either pass plays or for short yardage plays at the goal line. And Nick Chubb, unfortunately, as much as I'm glad I got him, he's killing me because he is not their goal line person. That's nope. uh, that's uh, Kumara. No, 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 no. no um, who the hell's the other guy in the Browns? Um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem what Hunt. Was... Oh, Kareem Hunt. Thank you. Um, that's their goal line guy. And that's also the guy that they pass to out of the backfield. So Kareem Hunt doesn't get as many yards on the runs, but he's probably getting more points because of the fact that he's catching the ball and getting the touchdowns. I'm yeah. like, this really fucking bites ass. <laughs> so Dude, just... I, I, went, I went back and looked at the stats and I'm like, how did Andrews like score over 40 points in like scoring for a tight end in this mm-hmm. league? I, I, I just, I was baffled. I just couldn't believe it. I'll tell you right now, I definitely have the best wide receiver in Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, like points wise, yeah. He's he's just a he over 20 points a game easy every game every every week. It's like I mean, ridiculous. Her- Herbert's done great for me as at, at quarterback every single week except for like this past week when he played uh I can't remember where he played, but he didn't have a good game. Yeah. Um a couple touchdowns, several interceptions, but it is what it is. I mean, it's probably that's the worst uh, week he played. David Carr actually played better than him for once, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, shit. And I thought he was going to do bad. So, but, well, so well, that see. was that would be a trick. He's been retired for several years. I mean, Derek Carr. Carr. I I always say David. I don't know why. <laughs> Derek. I mean, Derek Carr. The fantasy yeah, world knows um, what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I haven't been doing fantasy this year, but I'd imagine Derrick Henry is one of, if not the top performer, right, in terms of fantasy points. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is yeah. a top performer right. this year. Right. So He's this is – all the outperforming all the quarterbacks too. Right. So, so, so this is the thing. What makes anybody think they're going to make you a fair offer? Not because that's just it. There's the old, there's an old adage where you don't trade a dollar for four quarters, you know, because the dollar is more valuable than the four quarters, especially if you're talking about sports where you have a finite amount of roster spots, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you could acquire four guys who are going to make up the production of Henry, but then there's three other guys you're going to have to bump for your roster to make yep. the trade anyway. Is Are you really ever coming out on top? And the answer is always going to be no. No, so, because some of the guys that they're offering me, I I would be dropping them. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be keeping them. <laughs> right. I have so better so guys on my so roster. So you're not even technically trading for those guys. So it's like... No. It's it's really it's like yeah just just spare me your ridiculous fucking offers it ain't fucking happening you know you're I just you're hit decline right away yeah you're you're absolutely right just to say and yeah if like you had to like post like a message to like the whole league or whatever just to basically say I'm not fucking trading this guy yeah you know I, I it's think, like yeah it is it just it's just funny the people that try to offer me in the trade yeah, I think yeah. the only other person on par with Derrick Henry so far this year is Kyler Murray. I think they're, they're, they're the top yeah. two guys in, in fantasy as far as points-wise are concerned. So yeah, they're, okay. they're... If, if you wanted to trade Kyler Murray straight up for Derrick Henry, then maybe you'd consider that offer. If you thought, that I would you know, consider. 
Right. But other than that, then it's like, it's just, no, go away, please. Thank you. Yeah. So right now, Joe and I are both at two and four and sitting at the bottom of our divisions. We're in opposite divisions. (laughs) Hey, you could be worse. You could be one and five with no direction ahead of you, the New York football giants. And just to give you an idea of like how close it is, like, I've scored. And I beat an undefeated team last week because of Derrick Henry. So I was super excited about that one. I've actually outscored my opponents. Like, I actually have a losing record and I have scored more points than I've had scored against me. I haven't even. I haven't even looked at that yet. That's and that, and that let's see, like, your you points know, for and against are opposite. You have more points against you than off for you. Yeah, that stuff happens, of course. You know, even in in real life. But I've always found that I think that it's, I think it's harder for that to happen in fantasy. But you know, yeah, that sucks to be to do have like outscored your opponent and have a losing record. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's due to the one time my one game oh, was like a hundred and. 30 some points to 85 or something like that. So I had like a 40 point swing. So when my, 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 uh, my football team has like came back to reality, but no, no matter how bad my team is, at least they're not Pat's team. So <laughs> speaking of the Denver Broncos, shots the fired. <laughs> that was really that's like, I don't give a fire. fuck. Pat, Pat knows his team's terrible. I'm just glad that like Denver's not that. They're bad. I mean, they looked terrible against the clouds the other night. Yeah, and it's like obviously the the Giants have dealt with the injuries and shit, but I, I don't I don't want to hear the injury excuse this year for for a few reasons. But yes, the bigger the, Broncos... problem, the bigger problem is the worry about what's to come in the future because even if they change GMs and coaches, it's like there's no fucking guarantee things are really going to change. So no, because the Giants the Giants do things a particular way. And it's so like they're always one of the most conservative organizations in sports. Like when free agency first came to be in the 90s, for years they just ignored it. They, they let players leave, but they wouldn't sign anybody from everybody else. They're like, we're going to keep building through the draft. And they, they their draft sucked those years. And, you know, the last time they had like their franchise was this pathetic for this long, it was like at the end of the late 70s. And Pete Rozelle, the commissioner, forced Wellington and Tim Mara, who hated each other at the time, to hire George Young, who wasn't within the organization in any way, shape, or form. And George Young basically saved the franchise and everything. But it's like they're going to go hire a GM, presumably, this offseason. They're probably going to hire somebody who's in the organization right now. It's like, that's not going to solve a fucking thing. So it's like they need no, like people to come in and basically tell them, you need to hire somebody from outside the organization in order to save your fucking franchise again. Um, so <laughs> seriously, sound a they, angry. Have the, they have the worst record in the NFL since 2017. So true. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the future may not be uh, any better for them. So, all right. Rant over about them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the dump, they're the dumpster diving team. We like right to live in the bottom. <laughs> right now they, they are. Yeah. So since we, we are played. going into... Since we are going into week years. seven, I think it's a good I think we're at a good point where we can make some legitimate predictions for where we see the playoffs going and possibly who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Maybe not necessarily playoffs. the Super Bowl. Playoffs? <laughs> Who are you talking to me about playoffs? Now see, that's where I wish I had the sound bite for. I love that fucking sound bite. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it, it is funny. It is um, awesome, actually. 
but I mean, honestly, if we look at just looking at the AFC, just to kind of to start here, we got um, coming out of the East. The Bills are legit. They're a legit team. They were a legit team last year, and they're just they're just proving they're right legit. now that they are still right there at the top of the echelon in the AFC. Yep. They're definitely going to be the AFC uh, conference. East. You know, East, the East, 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 yeah, East champs. champs. Yeah. That's what I was getting to, and I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Um, the Chargers and the Raiders. I'm kind of ta- – it's kind of a toss-up. I don't – and the Chiefs are still hanging in there because they're at 3-3 three and three right now. I don't want to count the Chiefs out. That, yeah, the Chiefs' problem is that they can't fucking stop anybody. Right. Yeah, they've been getting in their own way too this year. And that's what I was – and that's kind of where I was heading. Like, the Chiefs still have that high-powered offense. They can definitely pretty much – I don't want to say score at will, but they have that ability to score – if you're not careful. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is like Darth Patch has said, their defense gives up points. I mean, right now, their points like for, yeah, yeah, they're right now they're at 185 points for to 176 points against. So their games, even though they're scoring a ton, they're still giving up a ton of points. Um, That's so, a good thing. And I think, I think Baltimore is the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, Baltimore is sitting at five and one. Um, they're not, I don't want to say they're a high powered offense because they're definitely they're not the really, highest scoring team in the so. league. Baltimore's always had a good defense though. Right. Their defense, they are definitely one of the better defenses because when I look at points, four points against the, there is a couple teams lower than them. Um, and that would be the Bengals. Surprisingly, the Bengals, um, the Jets, which walked like an Egyptian, and the Bills. The Bills actually have the best. They're at ninety-eight points against. They're actually the the, the best wow. defense in the, yeah. in the AFC right now. They're actually the, they're, they're the best defense uh, in the whole NFL right now in terms of points allowed per game. Like only the, yeah, like only yeah. the Saints only the Saints have given up fewer points than the Bills, but the Saints have played one fewer game than the Bills. So. Right. So points allowed per game, Buffalo is actually best right now, which I didn't realize. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so the Ravens definitely are, you know, they're definitely going to come out of the the AFC North because I mean, I, I'm surprised to see the Bengals at four and two. I'll be perfectly honest, like that that kind of surprises me. The Bengals might might make the playoffs. Like Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's good. Like they, like he's a, a franchise guy. Like they can market that guy for the years as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I, and I, I, I'm trying to think where did Burrow play before that? He played for somebody else, didn't he? No, he's no, he's, 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 he's okay. Both, oh, you came out of LSU. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this and, is he's uh, a rookie. You know, they, and, they, and I think drafting Jamar Chase definitely helped. He's been he's averaging twenty yards a catch. So you get a this guy. This is the second year. Oh, it's a second year. Okay. He got hurt. He got hurt in like week five last year. Okay. So, but he had the and best, is it? He he had the best. He had the best college season a quarterback's ever had in college football history when he was at LSU he threw for like 50 touchdowns like it was ridiculous what he did in college it was the best like individual 
season a quarterback mm-hmm. they've ever had in college football. Yeah. And then you got, got the you got, got a nice completion percentage this year. So he's completing 71% of his passes. Yeah. So and I'll be honest, the AFC North, it's really I, I'm gonna say this. I really think that division's kind of a toss-up right now because everybody's very, very close. You got the Ravens at five and one, Bengals at four and two, Browns at four and three, and the Steelers at three and three. And the Steelers could could come back because you just don't know what fucking Steelers team you're getting on a week-to-week basis. They could be the Steelers yeah, team that knows how to bad. play defense and score points, or they could be the Steelers team that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, for Steelers fans, I feel bad for you because like, it's like you know dealing with somebody that's uh, got uh, – I can't even think of where I was going with that. But anyways. They, they, they actually – the Steelers and the Clowns play on Halloween next weekend. So. That'll be funny. Spooky. <laughs> But uh, and then you go to the AFC South. You got the Titans, which this division like confuses the shit out of me. Like <laughs> they're legit though. They're winning that division. Yeah, they're, they're winning that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Colts are coming back, and the Texans and Jaguars suck. So yeah, the Texans yeah. and the Jaguars definitely suck. The Colts. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with them? Because when you look at points for against points allowed, they definitely have, they've outscored their opponents, but still have four losses, which is kind of crazy. If um, Jacksonville could play all their games in Europe, they might have a winning record. Cause I think they're like six and two or five and two in the last seven years when they play in Europe. <laughs> they so can't win their home stadium, but they can win in Europe for some reason. So what you're saying is Jacksonville should move to London. <laughs> Oh, there'll it's be a really, team in there'll be a team in London soon. It's just really yeah, strange. Jacksonville. It's just really <laughs> strange that they suck oh. so bad, but they always seem to win when they play the game over there. All right, and so now we move to the. So let, let's let's see who do we who do we think see making the playoffs in the AFC? Like who who Buff, do we think? Buffalo, Baltimore, San Diego. Yeah. So we're doing – it's the seven teams this year, right? Yeah, There's they're the doing seven teams again, yeah. San Diego, who's that? Or Los Angeles, whatever, I'm sorry. The Chargers <laughs> – <laughs> I think the Bills, Chargers, Ravens, and Titans are going to win their divisions. And then I think the Chiefs will be one of the wild cards. I think the Browns will probably end up getting in as one of the wild cards and maybe the Raiders. So we have – let me just screw this road down real quick. So Baltimore's at one, Chargers are at two, Tennessee's three, Buffalo's four, Cincinnati's five, Raiders are six, Cleveland's seven. And then we have eight and nine with the Steelers and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the current standings for I, like playoffs I said, that they I happen right now. Will, I think yeah. the Chiefs will find – like the Chiefs will get in, and then they're going to be that wild card team that nobody wants to play. <laughs> yeah. I will I will say Buffalo and Tennessee will definitely win their divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I don't think Baltimore is the best team, because I think Buffalo is the best team, I'll say Baltimore will still win the North, and I'll say the Chargers are going to win the West because you just don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders with the with the whole yeah the whole situation, of course, with the the coaching change and everything. So so uh, I don't know. Um, as far as the three wild cards, I will say. Browns, Chiefs, and I'll go with the Bengals over the Raiders. I would be okay if the Bengals make it. I would prefer they make it over the Raiders, but 
I'm trying to like not think with like my just my personal bias for teams I hate. I yeah. think you know, it's it's always tough to do that. You know, the Raiders or Browns are going to shit the bed. Yeah, one Kansas City is going to go on a winning streak and they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's like the Browns kind of have the same problem where their defense isn't that great. What I'm saying based upon the points a lot. Of course, they played seven games now instead of six. But, you know, like I said, the, Ra- the Raiders have all this tumult to deal with now. So that – and, again, it's, 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 it's a little bit of an uncharted thing because it's not, it's not, again, like their coach was fired because he was a bad coach in the area. Like the team was performing badly in that sense and everything. It's a, it's a very unique situation, so you don't know exactly yeah. – you don't know exactly how the players are going to react to it. And I, and I don't even remember who the hell the coach is now. Like, who they named as, like, the interim coach. So, um, it, it's just a very unique situation that bears watching. So, And I don't I don't like the Ravens. I, I don't like Lamar Jackson at all. I can't stand him. So, I don't like the Ravens, but that's because I'm still holding a grudge from Super Bowl 35. So, well, I mean, yeah. they beat Denver. They beat Denver the first year Peyton Manning was there in that playoff game where the fucking – secondary guy from Denver fell down with like a minute left in the game. And then they set the game tied and sent the game into overtime. So I hate, I hate the Ravens. So too, I just, mm-hmm. I don't like the bills either. So I've always, see, I've always kind of liked the bills and I've always felt sorry for the bills because it's like, you know, look, look, it's like, you know, obviously I wasn't rooting for them in Super Bowl 25. That was the closest they came to winning the damn Super Bowl. And it went, you know, progressively downhill, it seemed like every year afterward for them for that. And that was, you know, you know, that, that was a team that had such great talent. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I always, I always did kind of like the bills back then. And it's like, Hey, when you talk about long suffering uh, sports franchises, the Buffalo bills have got to be, at the top of the list. So. I feel like fans from Buffalo are feeling like this after they lost the fourth Super Bowl. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only reason the Bills get a pass for me is because those all those crazy white trash hillbilly fans that go through the fucking tables like wrestlers <laughs> in, in the parking lot when they're tailgating. They get a pass for that. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Western Upstate New York. <laughs> when you're when the, when you're when one of your rookies, that's like a rite of passage. Like one of their rookies did that this year. Like after he got drafted, he like went <laughs> to- bless you, sir. Excuse me, sorry. So yeah, I have to. I have to agree. It's definitely going. You just just knowing what we know right now and seeing what we've seen. It's. I definitely say the Bills, the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Titans win their division. Um, it's a toss-up for me between the Browns and the Bengals, whether one of those gets a, a playoff spot. I think the Chiefs will start getting their shit together because I've never known Andy Reid to have a good team, uh, a well-rounded team like that, and not be able to pull to pull it together. They still, have, they still have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd have to say the Raiders probably are going to get that last one. So NFC. Yes. So... Yeah, let's move uh, into the uh, NFC and talk about the wonderful world of the NFC. Who cares? <laughs> the NFC Fuck is the NFC. the NFC's like if you're not one of the division leaders, you pretty much fucking suck. <laughs> uh, which goes well, you know, the NFC East, the Cowboys are on top, and uh, the rest of the division's <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah, 
it's and that's it. So I think we can all say the Cowboys are going to win the division, and the rest of the division blows. We don't need to mention the NFC East again. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> well, seriously, do you honestly see any? Do you honestly? I mean, we know the Giants no. are beyond help, no. but do you really see Washington or the Eagles making a run? I do not. No. No. Unfortunately, no. No. This from- is this is legitimately going to be Dallas's year to actually win the division. And all the Cowboy fans are going to go ape shit and be like, ooh, we won the division. Okay. Round. Yeah. Let's talk shit when you finally win a fucking playoff game since like yeah. fucking 20 years ago or some shit it is. Exactly. Well, yeah. That, and that's the thing. That's what Cow- – and I love it because Cowboys fans – and not to say that Eagles fans are any better because they like to hang on nope. to shit too. But – I that's the hardest part with being an Eagles fan is listening to Dallas Cowboys fans talk about how great they are. Listen, you haven't been great since Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith were there. Okay, that was the last time your team was great. You've had flukes where you guys have made playoff runs or, or made it to the playoffs, but you never did anything. Like going to the playoffs is one thing, but you got to win in the playoffs to say, okay, we're back. If you, I don't anyone, know, but they, they still. They still, whether it was in our lifetime, they won all those Super Bowls. Yeah. And it's just like if a Browns fan w- tries to give me shit because they beat the Broncos the other day, you know what I'm going to say to them? Make it to the Super Bowl and we'll talk. Make right. it to one Super Bowl and we'll talk. That That's that's the automatic defense mechanism of anybody who likes a team that's won. You're going to go <laughs> back to that and say, my team's won. When your team wins, we'll talk. And I hate the Cowboys, too. But they won a bunch of Super Bowls, and you can't really argue with that. So right, and I'm and I'm not. Yeah, but they haven't won playoff games since then. That's the issue. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, one year they one year they were thirteen and three and had home field advantage and were supposed to be the the team to beat that year, and they got beat on their home field by the Giants. So yeah, so I'm not taking anything away from Super Bowl wins by any means. You know that that's an accomplishment in itself, and you win them, you win them. You can do, you... but you can't talk about how great your team is now. When you're not doing anything now, that would be right. like me talking about how great the Eagles were prior to 2017 when they were going to all those uh, champ, the NFC championship games and fucking choking every year and be like, oh, we're so good. Like, no, we fucking blew our load every fucking time. <laughs> hey, they thought Tony Romo was the issue while they couldn't win a playoff game. <laughs> uh, wrong. Was it your issue? No. Those other issues, other reasons. So let's move on to the West. It would also be be like me talking about, you know, how great the Yankees are to a Red Sox. The Red Sox, you know, can say, you know, we've won two World Series since the Yankees last got to one and every other damn thing like that. Yeah, and that that one's a little bit different, though. That argument's a little bit different because they've won since – since we have so that's a little bit different yeah. right. so have the that's, eagles that's, and so have the giants <laughs> that, 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 that that's my point like saying like, team zero sorry joe well right well that's that's my point like if hey, you're a cowboy fan fault. talking about how great the cowboys are to an eagles or a giants fan the eagles and the giants fans can still be we're like we both won super bowl since you did so yeah you know. all right so moving on to the nfc like, west <laughs> uh the Cardinals and the NFC West is going to be tough. I mean, the 49ers and the Seahawks are not coming out of the division as winners. Well, like, Wilson, that would be a miracle. Once Russell Wilson got hurt, Seattle's season was over. So Yeah, if Wilson's out for more than a couple of games, and Seattle's definitely not doing anything. San Francisco could still be a wild-card contender. It's a little hard to say, but obviously the Cardinals and the Rams. You, you can make an argument that the Cardinals and the Rams are the two best teams in the in the 
in the uh, conference or even the league if you wanted to. Uh, I'm not, and there's a bunch of other five and one right. teams, of course. But <laughs> just saying, both of those, both the Cardinals and the Rams, I'm sure will make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I have, and I have to, you know, I I know. Uh, and we too, when we were just talking about, you know, who looks good, who doesn't, you know, I, I made the comment that I had to see more from the Cardinals to say that I can believe that they're a legit team. They are a legit team. Like there is no, they are, they are legit. Like their, their <laughs> offense is legit. Their defense is legit. They're going to be a tough fucking team to beat. I mean, they're, they're six and oh, they're one of the only undefeated. Uh, the, are they they're the, the only, only, yeah, they're the only undefeated team. team still. Yeah. And and once what's also impressive about that too is that four of their six games so far have been on the road. So, you know, they'll have more home games than road games the rest of the way. That'll that'll help too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the Rams it's, are gonna be gonna, tough. Yeah, it's that that those two teams are good. I just we're gonna get to January and that other team down in Florida with the certain quarterback is going to be in the playoffs and it's going to be hard to bet against them again, if they're healthy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. So then you got the pat, then you got the NFC North. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That's the Packers are putting that. The fudge Packers. We got to play Tampa Bay next fucking this, this Sunday tomorrow. We got to play. We had, I think we have like the second or third hardest schedule in the NFL this year. Yes, and I don't understand that because the the Bears didn't have a great season last year either. Like, no, we uh, so. legit have like a top three hard def- uh, schedule, strength of schedule. It's it's insane. It's, the teams it's we got to play this year. It's because of the divisions you end up getting matched up against as to how that stuff happens. So like yeah. the Bears like play the AFC North this year, so they're playing all teams that so far are five hundred or better. I mean, they've already played what two of those games. Yeah. Oh, can so. you? Can you pull that picture up and post you post that picture I sent you with the Aaron Rodgers? Can you do that, or I'll send it to Jeremy, or can you just pull it up? Don't worry, um, I, I have to. I have to send it to my laptop to um, pull that up. It's a kid in a Bears Urlacher jersey giving. There's a poster on a wall, and there's a kid in the Urlacher jersey giving Rodgers the middle finger. <laughs> it's classic. I saw it and I'm like, this is fabulous. Speaking so, yeah. of Green Bay, mm-hmm. Green Bay, I just pulled up the because AJ mentioned this. So I wanted to see what the records of all the NFL teams who played in a European game or international game, whatever. Green Bay is the only team that has never participated in any in any international play. The only team. Fucking douchebags. How greedy. That, yeah. How how have they gotten away with that with how long they've been doing those games? Yeah, mm. I don't so, know. I was like, I was like, sad when the Eagles had to go over to Europe and play. I was like, God damn it! Now I'm gonna have to watch the game yeah, at a weird ass time. And um, yeah, the Giants I know have played at least twice. Uh, they've they've played, only played twice. Yeah, they played the Dolphins the year they won the the year they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots the first time, and I think that they played the Rams a few years ago. So Jacksonville has played eight times. They had the most. They're four well, and four. They're, they're the team that like go, kind of always plays now. And it's because they're, I think of like the, the they're four and four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're four and four. They played eight. Second most is the Dolphins. They played five. They're one and four. <laughs> Sounds about um, right for the, the Dolphins Raiders, anymore. The, the Raiders also have played five. They're two and three. And then the Rams have played four. They're two and two. And the Patriots are three and oh. <laughs> There's one, two, three. Patriots, Chiefs, Vikings, Saints, Giants, and 49ers. Well, actually, 
Panthers, Eagles, Seahawks, Cowboys are all undefeated. Playing one, <laughs> well, they're one and zero, two and zero. Yeah, one and zero. One and zero don't count today, as undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's interesting. Um, I look at it. This, I'm like, wow, the fucking Packers are only douchebags that have not fucking played an international game. So okay. that's just that's just very surprising that polios. they've been able to somehow avoid that because you would have think that the nfl would have said like oh you got to go now no yeah i mean it's the packers like you know so i'm trying to so i'm trying to figure out you know so the lions made that deal jared goth for matt stafford have fun with that one that wasn't gonna work um you know, I know they probably thought, hey, this is this should be a sweet deal for us. Stafford's old and Goth is young, you know. Um, but I don't think it that's working out shitty. so well. It shows you how shitty Detroit is. Oh, yeah, my God. I, I, I think it was more about change of scenery. I think they needed, yeah. to, like Stafford, yeah. they needed to try something else. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and well, and here's I the thing. Was, I think it was. I think it was basically they're saying, look, we've had Stafford all these years and this is as far as we've gone. Right. Which really is which really is more of an indictment on the entire organization than on Matthew Stafford, of course. Oh yeah. But I think absolutely. they were, I, I think they were maybe saying, Well, let's give him a chance for maybe he can go to a season one. And like you said, we'll we'll get a quarterback who's younger who maybe has more years left on him. And hey, if he sucks and we continue to suck, well then we'll just be pressing the reboot button. And so far, it looks like that's what they'll be doing. Yeah, but, but how many years are the Detroit Lions going to reboot? Like they, like they're on a constant reboot. They ne- they mean, can't ever do anything yeah, right. I mean, the clouds were on a reboot for twenty right. years. I mean, the clouds were <laughs> rebooting for twenty years, and they finally seem to have figured it out. So yeah, yeah so, some teams, some some teams just can't seem to ever get it right. Uh, yeah. And well, and it's and it's interesting because when the Rams were thinking about trading Jared Goff. My first thought was like, that is probably the best thing that they can do because Jared Goff, even though they have a really good head coach that really understands how to play Jared Goff, he's not going to, he's never going to be more than what he is in this league. Like he's peaked at, you know, he's peaked at this point in time. He's not going to be uh, he's a, a an superstar quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, he's an average quarterback and was doing well in the system because the coach understood what was going to work for him. But he also knew that, okay, if this is all he can give me, I need somebody that can give me more if we want to win a Super Bowl. So he, you know, smart, a smart move, you know, where for the Eagles, and I know we're going back to the Eagles, but for the Eagles, you know, the Eagles didn't want to get rid of Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz didn't want to be there anymore because if you if you've if you've paid attention to anything that happened over the last couple of years, they have the the front office of the Eagles has systematically destroyed that freaking franchise since they've won the Super Bowl. They undermined the coach, they put a bad atmosphere in the locker room with, you know, things and, and people can be say, well, you know, it was uh, Carson Wentz that lost his mind, you know. But honestly, if you've got a franchise quarterback, how often in a, under a brand new contract are you thinking about drafting in the first round a backup quarterback? That makes no sense. Most teams that have a franchise Very quarterback true. that believe in their co- quarterback are looking for what they did this year and go out and get an aged quarterback like a Joe Flacco to bring in and be like kind of that mentor quarterback that you know is not going to start. No, there's no worries about 
uh, Joe Flacco starting a, starting a game. So to say that the front office wasn't undermining their franchise quarterback who they believed in, uh, anybody that believes that is out of their freaking mind. They, they pushed Carson Wentz to want to leave, you know, and they did what they needed to do to get Doug Peterson out the door and say, oh, we don't believe in his coach anymore. He's not good for our team. Bring him out, you know, kick him out. All right. Yeah. Now, AFC, uh, NFC South, we got the Buccaneers, and they're they're going to win that division. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, the Panthers look like they were legit. Um, until McCaffrey went down. Yeah, and McCaffrey went defensive down. defensive injuries as well. Yeah, so yeah, they're – the McCaffrey injury is going to hurt them, but good news for them. They play the Giants tomorrow. Yeah, they could climb back up to the above 500. The Giants tomorrow. <laughs> oh, what do you mean God. they could climb back to above 500? <laughs> well, any given Sunday, anything can happen. Yeah, you never know. The Giants could pull one out of their buttholes, okay? Yeah, Just like any Giants. given Saturday. Penn State can lose to Illinois. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, well, you know, the Giants won at the Saints a few weeks ago, so you know. All right, so we'll, real quick, NFC. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just. You got the Cowboys for sure, Cardinals for sure. Um, yes, the Packers and the Buccaneers. Now the Rams could win that division, so I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC West as the the conference champion right. uh, or as the division champion, but. Um, you're definitely going to have the Rams or the Cardinals either being one of the one, either the winner of yeah. that con- and the wild card. Um, and then the other one <laughs> to go two more wild cards. Um, so there's, so if you look, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you look at the playoffs right now, the bears Arizona's, or the Vikings, the bears or the Vikings might get in one of those two, the Arizona, Tampa Bay, green Bay, Dallas, LA, that's one through five. Yeah. Six is the Saints at three and two. Then you have Minnesota, Chicago, Carolina, all at three and three. San Francisco and Atlanta at two and three. Okay. Like, so there's one, two, like technically, I'm going to be honest with you. One, two, three, four, five, six teams that might be able to get the last two spots. I'm going to, I'll say the Saints, the Bears, and the Vikings get the last three, get the three wild cards. So because to be honest with you, Cardinals, Bucks, Packs, Cowboys, and Rams, 6-0, and all the rest are 5-1. and Those teams are going to have – I don't think any of them are going to have more than five losses this year. No. Those, no, are, those are your top five teams in the NFC right now, and then the rest of the spots is a crapshoot. Yeah, you might as well just shoot. You just, throw, you just throw your line into the water and pick one out, and nope, there, there's your next wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll this say is a horse, Rams, horseshoes and hand grenades type of situation. <laughs> the Rams, Saints, and Bears, I'll take as the other three wild cards. Okay, I'll I'll say Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers all win their divisions. I'm we're assuming. Uh, yeah, um, I'll say the Cardinals are going to win the West. They already beat the Rams once in in LA, so that gives them a leg up. Obviously, there's so many other games to play still, but. I'll still say the Cardinals will win the division. I mean, the Rams will make the playoffs, though, as a wild card, definitely. My other two wild card teams, I'll say the Saints, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say the 49ers come back and win that last wild card. Wow. He's going for the underdog. Well, that's mostly me not having any faith in the Vikings, Bears, and Panthers. So. No, I have no faith in the Vikings. Oh, no, The Vikings and Bears pretty much almost have the same schedule except for a couple games here and there. So, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have no faith in the Vikings because of who their quarterback is. Um, and all of a sudden, I have no faith in my me. team because our offensive scheme sucks. So, yeah, yes. You're also you're also playing a rookie quarterback, so that's also a little bit of an uphill battle too. All right, somebody help it me is. out with the with the Vikings quarterback. I can, like his Kirk name Cousins. is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yes, Mister Inconsistent. He has no consistency about him in his game. Like I just remember watching him all the time with the with the Washington football team and be like, okay, Kirk Cousins, is he going to go for four hundred and four or is he going to throw for one hundred and one and one? Like. <laughs> Which current cousins are I we know. getting today? Because if we get the one that's thrown for four and four, four hundred and four touchdowns, we're screwed. Like <laughs> the Vikings yeah, are one of those teams. The Vikings are one of those teams though that are like two plays away from being like five and two. So yeah. like they had bad like the when they lost to Cincinnati, I think Dalvin Cook fumbled the ball at the end of regulation, and the Bengals kicked a field goal to send the game. So they've they've had some unfortunate luck at the end of a couple games too. So. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, yeah, I don't like Cousins well, either. I mean, I, I think when you look at it, though, it's like the teams that end up being there at the end are the teams that win those games that are like on like you know like like the teams that like seem to perpetually like be like one play away or whatever like that. Those are usually the teams that just don't don't end up being there at the end of it all. So, yeah. All right, and with that said, I think we can close the book on this conversation. Yes. Yeah, I want to. I I want to segue into NBA. Ooh, oh, oh, (laughs) play that again. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was talking. Please. This conversation is over. Is over. (laughs) Sweet. So, um, hey Pat, guess what? (laughs) It's the NBA season, and guess what that means. Both our teams are undefeated. Yes. <laughs> and and I Both mean, our teams I don't know how, sit at the top of the NBA East right now. I mean, I don't know how good Orlando <laughs> is, but I mean that was that that was a whooping. Uh, and then obviously the opening night game there, I guess, was a crazy ass affair with the uh, with the Celtics for the for the next. So, yeah. hey, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pay at least cursory attention to them, of course. You know, just ride, ride the ship for as uh, <laughs> until it sinks, well, until reality I mean, sets in for some of these teams that are starting off hot. I I expect the Knicks will be probably about the same place as they were last year, like you know, middle of the pack Eastern Conference playoffs. They'll that's, be in the playoffs. That's yeah. the thing. Both our teams will definitely be in the playoffs this year. Absolutely. I just I feel it. Uh, let's see look, who the who are the I'm gonna check and see who the Bulls have played. When you they played Detroit twice and uh the Pelicans. Yes. And, and, and look, when you root for a franchise, which is I, I just looked this up because I, I needed to know what the uh what the shoe was. You know, since they uh, uh since the 2000 2001 season, so we're talking the last 20 years now, the Knicks have had exactly four winning seasons. You know, in, in twenty years, so that's hard. Even you, even if they're only thinking that they're only going to be like a middle of the pack, you know, playoff team, you'll still take that because then you still have some optimism of like, well, they they could still be building for the future. They still don't we don't have like any like real bad crippling contracts like they always used to have. 
and the guys are more like you know still younger type guys and like there's still like places where you can see where they can improve and maybe like maybe they can you know mm-hmm. things will happen you know for the best i mean of course they're still lacking that you know big huge franchise superstar player which it seems like you absolutely have to have in order randall's, to win Rand- randall's yeah. a beast <laughs> so yeah, he's, he not, he's not He's not superstar status, but he's a high level. He's a high tier player, though. He's not LeBron. He's not Curry. He's not. Yeah, but there's there's not there's only there's only five or six of those guys in the whole NBA. It's not like there's one of those guys on every team. Right, but it seems like most of the like those are the teams that are always there at the end for the most part. So whatever. I mean, just like I said, but I'll I'll just I'll just ride. Pat's got a point with that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride the good feelings for as long as they last, and as long as it seems like the franchise at least has like you know a little bit of a of a plan or I or an idea of what they're of what they're doing. And and right now it seems like put it put it this way, put it this way. <laughs> I think the Knicks have a better idea of what they're doing and what they're planning and what they're building to right now than the Yankees do. Yes, I knew where you were going with that. So listen. I mean that, that that's a different conversation, but that just shows that I'm a don't be so judgy. Pun intended with that I'm one. Wow. I'm more optimistic about the Knicks right now than I am about the Yankees. So that was so bad. That was that was it was bad, but it was a good one, Jerry. <laughs> it took and it took it took one game, one and a half games for a Steph Curry show. It took one, two games for a Steph Curry show already. Yes, I heard that he went off that, against, uh, was it against the uh, Lakers? That's common, though. That's not something that we're not expecting from him. Yeah, but to nine nine for nine in, in a quarter is crazy. Like when anybody doesn't miss a shot. And then he kind of cooled off. They sat him on the bench. He cooled off for a while. And then at the end of the game, hit that three from almost half court. <laughs> Yeah, but that's something. The thing is, like, that's awesome. He does that, but that's that's what you expect from him anymore. For how long he's been in the NBA, that's for sure. So when you say stuff like that, I'm like, okay, he's having a curry night. (laughs) That's how I feel. He's having a curry night. Oh, curry man! (laughs) Oh wow, you brought curry man. (laughs) Whole TNA curry man. I'm just happy that the Bulls finally listened to the fans and dumped the horrible gm and all that shit and revamped everything and now look we actually have a good fucking team yeah i, I don't know what's going to happen with the sixers uh the sixers are uh, nobody of... knows what happens because ben simmons drama oh god <sighs> so for anybody who's been Such paying attention to right now yeah so evidently i have two guys that have been paying attention to the nba <laughs> um but anybody else out there Boys. that's been paying attention to the nba uh and i mean the sixers are just all over the fucking news because these mega dumb, these mega dumbasses are causing all kinds of problems, and particularly one person in particular is Ben Simmons because he decided he didn't want to report for practices and preseason games and all this other shit, and was getting fined out as off his ass. And then uh, once he got enough fines and wasn't getting paid his check, he decided to show up. Well, then he shows up in sweatpants and like a fucking sweatshirt and had his phone in his pocket and they find him and send him home. So, like, like it's, it's terrible. Like he's not very go round of drama. He what, sounds like Sean, he sounds like Shawn Michaels circa 1997. 
Jeez. But and it's just for me as, as a fan of any sport and, and and this is your job. Like this is your job. You have a contract, you sign this contract to say this is what I'll do, this is how I'll be. And it's your job as a professional athlete to go out and do your best. Okay. Now, nowhere in the contract does it say you have to improve your game, you have to get any better or anything like that. But it's the concept. You, you yeah, it's exactly it's the concept. I'm gonna improve on my game. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna become whatever I think the best version of me as a player is going to be. There is nobody that has ever watched Ben Simmons, and I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to hear them comment. So if you can, if you want to comment and, and you want to put it in there, you know, on Facebook, on, on whatever. There has never shoot, been bro. a person that can honestly admit and say Ben Simmons has gotten better as an NBA player from day one to now. <laughs> like that's, just, it's not a fucking fact. Like it's the complete opposite. He close. is completely the same player that he has been. He has not improved yeah. anywhere in his game. And that's why nobody wants to trade for him because the Sixers are asking for four or five people, and everybody in the NBA knows he's not worth that many people. No, nope. am I? Am I? And and the. The interesting thing is he's not helping himself. Like Ben Simmons, if he wants to get traded and doesn't want to play for the Sixers, that's fine. I don't give two fucking shits. Okay, maybe I'll give a third shit, but I don't give two. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of dumps for you too, buddy. That's a lot of shits coming out your ass if you're saying that. Um, But honestly, it's he's not helping himself. If he wants to help himself, he should be there and he should be helping his team. You want to get traded? You don't want to be there? You don't want to get fined? Then go increase your trade value. Be the player that other teams think you can be if you want to get traded. Like, that's just the way it works. Besides him, the other NBA person who wants the headlines is Mr. Kyrie. I'm a piece of shit Irving. So, well, that's another. I mean, uh, regarding Simmons. (laughs) This is a situation where I think both sides don't really look good. No, the Sixers organization enabled him to look like this and act yeah, like this. Uh, this is, to me, it's like whenever you hear about like superstar players wanting out, it's usually because <clears throat> the team sucks. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just like tired of losing. I want to win sometime. I keep wondering when Mike Trout's going to force the Angels to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm waiting but, for that day. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, his whole gripe basically is I got booed, right? Isn't that really it's, what it comes down to? It's that. some of it. His feelings hurt. Yeah, got, it's like, some of it. I think I think the fans and and everybody's too critical of me. Right. Well, I think um, the other play, thing. Bro. One of the other things the other I've thing heard too is. Go ahead, go ahead Joe. No, it was just um, he got. He got a lot of backlash from his peers mm-hmm. and not so much as some of the peers that are currently playing, but a lot of the ex players in regards to the whole situation, how he played and not just like a couple, I mean, dozens of ex NBA players, old and current ex NBA players kind of, you know, laid into him and criticized him for how he's played, how he's acted, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it seems like he knows how to take uh, uh, um, constructive criticism from anybody. He just and, wants to put yeah, the blame yeah. on something else. And one of the other yeah. things that the local radio stations have been mentioning before you uh, finish your thought there, Pat, is that 
there's two th- two things happen like early in his career. Like one, uh, I say one. I should say one thing actually happened early in his career is Joel Embiid became a big star within Philadelphia. He embraced the fans. He embraced the city. And he shows up when he's not hurt. He's fucking there, and he plays There's his a ass. Word in that sentence when he's not when he's when he's not hurt. Right, and that's the problem with having him be your major superstar. But he Ben Simmons now had to share the limelight and that spotlight with Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid became a bigger name than he did because the kind of person that you, the kind of personality that Joel Embiid has made he's him a good become person. a person. In general, too, like outside the NBA, he's he's so like that's, a good person. That's kind of like what happened with Kyrie in Cleveland when LeBum showed up. The same thing kind of happened there. Kyrie's like, I I didn't want him here. This was supposed to be my team. I'm going to go somewhere else and be a dick there, and then I'm going to go somewhere else and be a dick there. But that's a similar circumstance to what happened with Kyrie. He didn't really, you know, <laughs> they, the Cavs drafted Kyrie, and then the LeBum came back. Yeah. So, and, and I don't, and I don't know where Ben Simmons thinks he's going to go, and he's going to be the main superstar because there's other no, teams no that way. have players that are just as I don't want to say just as good as him, but just as big as a star as he is. Whether they're as good of a player or not, that's not the point. They're just as big Maybe as stars. The Pacers as him. are in Magic, <laughs> but he's not going to go to hey, any Sacramento. team that has a. Yeah, he's not going to go to a team where he's going to be a winner. Like that's for sure. Yeah. The only team that he's going to have a possibility of winning with currently. Is the Sixers that are going to that? Yep. But the but he don't want to be there, so it's it's crazy. Darth Pat, what did you want to finish off saying? And I want to hear. I I I really like to talk a little bit more about Kyrie because I don't know all yep. the things that are going on. I know a little bit, like of uh, kind of what started the whole thing. Basically, I was going to say if his problem is that he's getting, for lack of a better term, picked on for whatever whether the criticism is legitimate or not dude you got to filter that shit out you're not going to be a successful uh athlete any sport mm-hmm. if you well, let's hear your feelings if you if you can't have if you can't put the earmuffs on and you know filter out the noise and just focus on you know being the you know the best player that you have or at least not so obviously visibly letting it affect you because you know for all we know like 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 i remember michael jordan in his hall of fame speech you know kind of was like going after like the people who had doubted him at various points and it was like you know people were saying it was like it was like a heel and a heel wwe promo how he was like going after the naysayers and all this and that and it's like you know so shit he could have been holding those grudges against you know those people for years and years and everything while he was a player but i don't ever really remember times where he was like so outwardly letting that be known that it like bothered him you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so maybe it was consuming him internally but he didn't let it show externally so if you can you know do that then yeah you're not going to be successful anywhere you are where you are so no, he probably and, and like you said too, it's like, yeah, obviously, the Sixers are asking the moon for him, and they probably should because, well, for one thing, you know, it's a negotiation, you always start out at one spot, and you obviously need to come down and whatever. But yeah, it's like if he truly wants out too, the best way that he could probably help himself in that would be to show up, play, play like you know, a superstar and mm-hmm. show the teams that he is worth trading for 
So, yeah, that's it's and I'll and I'll just and I'll just say this to kind of end this whole thing uh, and move on to a little bit of Kyrie Irving is in this day and age. Um, I know it's different for athletes now than it was ten to fifteen, even twenty years ago. Okay, definitely twenty years ago because social media plays such a big part in who these athletes personas are, you know, and the fact that they can be constantly berated by naysayers, you know, instead of just hearing it from the reporters. Now they're, you know, they log onto their social media, they go to post something and they read all the negative comments that they get, or they see negative feeds uh, about their play, you know, that's not even on their you know, particular handle, you know, they just something pops up on a newsfeed or something like that. So, you know, it definitely is different for them in the amount of negativity that they can see as well as the amount of praise that they can see. But one of the things that I think has changed a lot is there's that old saying, you have to have a thick skin. And athletes nowadays, most, <clears throat> I want to say at least 50%, maybe a little bit more, do not have thick skins anymore. They are so hurt by what people say and let that affect them so much in the way that they play, the way that they conduct themselves. And if, if there's any place besides being like an actor or an actress in the movies or on the television shows that you have to have a thick skin and it is playing sports. Like you have to have a thick skin. Like if you can't have a thick skin, you're not going to be able to make it in sports in, in, in that level because you yeah. will get your feelings hurt. You will be let down. People will turn on you. And it's going to happen. It's, it's bound to happen, uh, especially now in a when you have such massive access to that information at such a consistent basis. So, yeah, uh, he's got to flip the switch and use, you know, use it in a positive, give it some fuel to the fire to make him make himself be a better player, you know, work on that. Hey, maybe these guys are right. Maybe I suck at doing this. Maybe I should work on this over the summer, whatever. <laughs> turn, Seriously. Turn, turn 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 off the fucking social media yeah yeah all right so aj tell us a little bit about Kyrie, because i like i said i know i i heard that well, he's, he wasn't playing he, for right, some reason he, in that state you have to be vaccinated to play inside or whatever and he's not yes. going to get vaccinated so he's not playing any games at home and then they kind of went back and said that i don't think he's playing any games at all like the franchise won't let him and he's getting fined for not playing <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he's not vaccinated. Supposedly he's not against it, but he's not really for it. So he's pro-choice in this case. Yeah. So and his choice is yeah. no. Yeah. So well, I, I, I've heard I've heard varying things about that too. So so it is there's a lot of stuff. So I mean, and plus since he's not vaccinated, AJ's right. You you have to be, you know, in an indoor event, you have to be vaccinated and all that jazz. Yeah, it's New York's pretty so, strict with that stuff. Yeah. So I actually saw, I actually saw, and 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 none of us, me, you, Jen, I know you don't, I don't particularly like Stephen A. Smith, but I saw yeah. him do a take about Kyrie, and and he 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 got Kyrie, like he got him good because he was like, I guess Kyrie's got backlash against Stephen A. Smith now because Stephen A.'s like, you know, calling him out, saying, you know, this is your job. You know, you you got Durant and you got people to come play at this franchise with you. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of turning your backs on those guys, essentially. That's kind of what. So I guess like 
Stephen A. Smith was friends with Kyrie at some point, and like he, he said that there was like some documentary that was made about Kyrie on Netflix or something that came out a couple years ago. And Stephen A. Smith is the voice on that documentary, so he did that for Kyrie. And now Kyrie's like turned his back. And Stephen A. Smith shit on Kyrie. He's like, "You're an asshole." Like, how, why are you being like this to me? And I don't usually agree with Stephen A. Smith. And that was one of the few times where I saw him. And I'm like, all right, Stephen A. Smith's right on this one. Kyrie's being a dick. And that's it. Yeah. Like Kyrie, so, yeah. Kyrie so some, some, of the, some of the other stuff in that uh, take that Stephen A. said is, you know, you know, being black and whatnot. And when you're, when you're a black person, there's other immunities and issues you have as being black. The ethnicities have different issues as far as health wise health issues are concerned. Mm -hmm. So he was also like, you know, when I have family members or go see um, black people dying from the virus in hospitals and things of that nature, um, friends passing away and all that stuff, you know, and you can get something that can kind of help you not saying not going to get it, but kind of helping you fight it off. So you don't die like all the right. other black people in the community use. He, he was like, he was kind of saying, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a service to your community. And you're doing a service to your teammate and the franchise is kind of how he was and out. Other he, he, things was he was putting it too. He was definitely calling him out for not being <clears throat> He was like, you're yeah. supposed to be this guy. And he's like, you were in Cleveland. LeBron came. You went somewhere else. You went to Boston, promised the fans you weren't going to leave. Then you left there. So he was calling him out for not being the leader that he's supposed to be. And, and he's 100% right for calling him out for that because Kyrie's not a leader. He should be, but he doesn't want to be. Like he wants to be, but then he doesn't want to be. And he's never yeah. lived up to that being the leader. Like he, he wants to be, he's okay in his head. He thinks he's the leader, but on the court and in real life, he's not ever really stepped up and been that leader type person. So <laughs> because to like, beat oh, a man, the <laughs> you've got to beat the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I enjoy watching this guy be a complete piece of shit because I hate him. And I, I hate everything about him. I can't stand him. As soon as he put the Duke uniform, it was out, it was over for me and this guy. So I can't stand him. So I enjoy watching all this drama with him unfold. Like Durant's like, oh, I'm going to go here and win another championship here. And now Kyrie's not going to play all, all year possibly. And it's just, it's just really entertaining to me to watch Kyrie try to manipulate people and act like a douchebag. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely. I, I, I can admit, I'm uh, sorry, Jeremy. I can admit, I'm very much also uh, enjoying uh, seeing some of this as somebody who's never liked Kyrie since he went to Stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just one of those things like it, it's just like I get it. You're trying to take, you're taking a stance if that's what you're doing. Like, and it sounds like that's kind of what he's doing. He's taking a stance. I don't want to be vaccinated. I shouldn't have to be vaccinated. Whatever his stance is, if that if he's trying to make one, I, I get it. But yeah, but you, if you it's, you're in the position that he's in, Jeremy. You don't right. really want to get it, and you got it for your job. So you, if right. anybody, should like get this more than the rest of us, even right. Probably. So and 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 the thing that's interesting about the this um, is for 
on at his level is like he has tons of money. Like he's definitely not hurting for money. You know, my situation's a little bit different than that because yeah. I, I, uh, of I, course. I you know, yeah. I, I need a job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I can't go without my job. He um, could retire from the NBA right now. He'd be fine for the rest of his life. We right. do that. We're fucked. The principle of it's the same. Right. right. The principle of it is the same. Like, and, and it affects him, like his unwillingness to, to do, to comply with this. And like I said, I get it. And there, and if, if you are a social media person, like I, like I go on Facebook and stuff and I see all these people that are, we support Kyrie, like that's right. Stand up for your rights. Don't have your rights taken away. Don't comply with the federal government. Like, okay. Like settle down, like relax. You keyboard warriors, like just take it, take a step back. All right. Um, because you don't know the whole story why he's not doing it. Like none of us know, and probably never will know because Kyrie's going to keep that to himself, just like he did with the whole thing. I don't think I'm going to play in the playoffs because I'm going to go help people in underprivileged countries. Like that was really weird too. Um, so whatever his reasoning is, but it's in his contract. Like this dude is getting fined on a daily basis for not showing up to his thing. So like that to me, like make, like I'm not going to purposely throw my money out the window to make a stance. Like if anything, if he doesn't want to do it and he's done with playing in the NBA, which it sounded like he was going to be done playing in the NBA when the playoffs came last year, <laughs> ask for out of just your contract. Retire. Yeah. Just ask, retire. Retire and get out of your contract and just call it a day. You have nothing left to prove in the NBA. You've won a championship. People know that you can play. You could, you, they know you can score. Like they, like there's nothing to prove. Like just, I mean, if he feels retire. like he's done, just do it. Yeah. Like and it's okay. Nobody will be, nobody will be have any hard feelings about you just retiring and saying that's it. Like, it it'll take all the drama away. Your team will probably be better without you at this point with the what you're doing. We'll find someone to replace them. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. I mean, so they, so I, no. Go ahead. I, no, no, I no. I'm gonna done. go. I, I was gonna do something on a lighter note here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's. let's was, that's enough, Kyrie crap. Uh, so as I was scouring through, um, ooh, scouring. <laughs> uh, the social media things I follow and sports related items. Mm-hmm. I found something interesting. So I'll get you guys take on this. So there's two different teams here. Each team mm-hmm. has eight players. And it said, which team would win in a seven game series? Okay. Oh MVPs without championships. <clears throat> and this team consists of Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Charles Barson. Slow down. Slow down there. <laughs> I'm not asking you to guess. I'm just going to tell you the teams that we're going to figure this out. So Carl Malone, Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Derek Rose, and Nikolai Jokic. Jokic? How the hell you say his oh, name? I just call him Jack Itch. That's a that's a good nickname, actually. I like that. Jockage, nice. Nikolai Jockage. So and then, and then the other team is champ have won championships without and winning an MVP. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> nice. Um, Gary Payton, Paul Gasol, Jason Kidd, Paul Pierce, Scotty Pippen, Dwayne Wade. And Kawhi Leonard. Okay, I'm taking the second team. I can already tell you that right now. So I think I would take the second team too for one reason. 
there is a cancer on the first team. Well, there's a cancer on the second team too. His name's well, Kyrie. I know, but well, I think I think the rest of the guys. There's two can- There's two cancers on the first team. I, uh, I, I wanna- yeah, Iverson. That's the I, my thing no, is no. that Iverson I, would, would Iverson would be hogging the ball too much. Whereas I think on the second team, I think there'd be at least enough of like a of a of a share the rock mentality. So the the two cancers on the first team are harder than Westbrook uh, and, and Iverson. I would put those I mean, two ahead of Iverson. You know, see, see you got to remember. You got to remember. You know, they would have to. You know come together as a unit and the only way you can do that is through practice and we all know what Irish <laughs> see okay so I have to step in and say this I know you guys are saying Iverson was a cancer but Iverson also led his team to the NBA championship I don't think no, he would he be led a cancer well to the finals I'm sorry to the finals okay so as much of a cancer as he appears to be that was towards the end of his career with the Sixers that he became more of a problem than a well, answer. You may, you guys, you may not like this, but I actually think Iris is overrated and I don't think he's as good as most people think he, I think he's a bum and I've never really liked him. And I thought he was overrated when he was in college. And I think he was overrated as an NBA player. So I, I'm not on the Iris train. I was never on it. So okay. I don't, I've never either. so I don't, I don't like him. So I, Maybe what you say is right to some degree. Maybe Joe's right. Maybe those other two guys are bigger cancers than him, but I still consider him a cancer. Well, so. and I don't think James Harden is a cancer. I think James James Harden is a fucking choke artist. Like he just falls apart when it's when he's needed the most. Like he's just like, oh, oh, the playoffs yeah, are here. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Westbrook is Westbrook is more of a cancer. Yeah, Westbrook is definitely a cancer. Like, and not even like. I don't want to even say he has a bad attitude, but he just, he's not a teammate. Like, and that's the problem with, that's his cancer. Like, he's not a teammate. He's like, I got to get mine. Like, you know, when he made that comment, I'll do whatever the coach needs me to do. What if he asked you to be a team? What if he asked you to be a team player? (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out over the course of this NBA season if Russell Westbrook can take direction from a player coach because LeBron's on that team and yeah. he's a player coach. So we're going to find out if Russell can can like change his game to acclimate to LeBron. And most people, as much as I don't like LeBron, I will never ever say that LeBron doesn't make players around him better. I will never take that away from LeBron because he right. is one of those players that has that gift of making people around him better players than they are he's taken two really terrible Cavs teams to the finals in his career you don't just do that because you're lucky so if Westbrook doesn't bond with LeBron it we're, this is where we're really going to see if Westbrook is that because usually LeBron can get through to people and get them to cooperate and buy into the, the whole thing usually LeBron can do that so if Westbrook yeah. doesn't fall into that then we're really going to know that he really is just that much of a cancer and he just can't figure it out well it's going to be interesting because uh before we started the show we um joe brought to light the fact that ad and freaking no, uh, oh I you said, said that i said so ad, AD and and dwight, howard. And dwight howard got into a scuffle in the fucking beginning of the game in their own huddle game two game two <laughs> game two and we wonder now, why they're zero and two to start <laughs> and people might think the word cancer is a bit over aggressive but it's it's kind of a common name, common 
yeah, word it's a, used in sports for a long yeah, time true. for for players who don't, you know, on various levels are, yeah. are not team players and cause issues and things of that nature. But right. uh, I just found that uh, post that I found pretty. That's interesting. interesting. So, yeah, I, I would have to I, take I, team two also. Yes. I, I just think that collection. Wade, Wade Pippen and Paul Pierce is why I would take that team. Those guys are all winners. They've been there. They've made big shots and big times of games. Those three guys have all made big shots and, and they want the ball in their hands. Like those and, are the, those are the guys I want on my team, Wade Pippen. And, and you said Steve Nash guys. is on that team too. No, Steve Nash was on the first team. He was on the first yeah. team. Okay. Like I just, I look at that second team and I say, yeah, they were, maybe the role players on their championship teams. But like AJ just said, they know how to win. And knowing how to win and work together with other players is more yeah. valuable to me than having MVPs on my team. Because having an MVP on a team doesn't mean you're going to be a win. That means for that particular season, they were the best player or viewed as the best player in the NBA. That doesn't mean their team won the fucking NBA championship. That just means that they were the best player in the NBA. Well, anybody... Anybody that won the MVP in Michael Jordan's tenure when he didn't win it wasn't going to win the finals that year. We know that. So yeah, when, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, that was when Carl Malone won it and then got and, the and Barkley, got crushed. Barkley and Malone are two of the guys that fell into that trap. That was that was enough motivation for Jordan to prove everybody fucking wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all he needed. Barkley won the MVP that year. I always felt it was more. It was one of those situations where it was like new to the he he was new to the team and he led the team to the success like the same reason like why kirk gibson won the uh the mvp of the year the dodgers bbas in the world series it was like he was that missing piece so he led the team to the, the you know barkley actually played really good in the finals that year against the bulls though mm-hmm. like barkley oh yeah he did play, so like barkley yep. barkley was the second best player in the nba that year and carl malone right. the year he won it he was probably the second best player in the NBA that year. They yeah, just... yeah. I'm not saying that Barkley was like you know bad that year or like or didn't have a good season or anything. I'm just saying that was like it was like it's like like the narrative is what drove like people's like awards vote rather than say like the actual like, numbers or. This, I mean, because put it this way, like what 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 did Phoenix do before Barkley got there? Oh, like, and they were really... building a team, and then Barkley got there, and that was kind of like the piece. Well, and to get the... them to the next level. Well, and here's the thing. If you go back and look at that series, uh, and, and Darth Pat, you, if you don't mind pulling it up, uh, the the eighth, um, between the Bulls and the Suns, if my memory serves me correctly, and this is why I want Darth Pat to pull it up, I want to say those games were pretty close. Like, they weren't like there might have been one blowout game, but I want to say most of those games were very close, even though the, the, the Suns, I think, lost that series, what, four to one? I think four they to lost two. Four, four to two. two. Okay, it four was... to two. Yeah, it was a they six were all game close. series. Game one, uh, games one and two in Phoenix, the Bulls won by eight and by three. Uh, game three in Chicago, Phoenix won by eight. Game four in Chicago, the Bulls won by six. Game five in Chicago, Phoenix won by 10. And game six in Phoenix, the Bulls won by one. So, yes, yeah, well, yeah, Paxson hit that three. That's the Paxson three. Yeah. Yes. So, but, but so, so the biggest margin of victory was was ten points, and uh, yeah. So it, it was a very close series. So and here, so and the reason that I point this out is not to say that the the Phoenix Suns weren't they were definitely deserving of being there. I mean they they gave the Bulls 
pretty much everything they could, but they ran into what a lot of teams ran into, and that was the Bulls in the playoffs in the with championship. Jordan. You know, with, with Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> like it's it's hard to overcome that because the Bulls were so good at that time, and Jordan always 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 turned it up in in the championships like he always t- turned it up in the championship like yeah it was, like, it was really really hard to beat the bulls at that time when jordan was there like it was just well, gonna be that yeah. hard phoenix had the best record in the nba that year they were 62 and 20 the bulls weren't even the one seed in the east they were the second seed at 57 and 25 the knicks were 60 and 22 that year and they were the one seed in the east but and like you said in the playoffs they swept the Hawks in three games. The Hawks had won 43 games that year. Then the Bulls went and played Cleveland, who had won 54 games, and the Bulls swept them. And then they beat the Knicks in six when, like, again, the Knicks had the uh, the better record that year. So. Well, yeah, because he and, – and I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick was still with the team. The and... Oh, yeah, and the, Knicks, and the Knicks won the first two games in that series too. Right, and John, and John Starks was still there, right? At that yeah, time. that's when Stark was still reasonably okay. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Starks, if I remember Starks from Stark didn't throw, Starks didn't throw, that, didn't throw that series away. <laughs> that was the next year. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure uh, if I if I remember correctly, um, Jordan really really liked. Did, I don't want to say disliked, but really had a thing for John Starks because John Starks really like. Talk shit. Thought, talk shit and thought he was that much better than probably what he was. And yeah. Jordan loved putting him in his place. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. John Starks. John Starks was one of the easiest players to hate. And that's even if you played for your team. Because he, he was the very definition of the guy that if he's not on your team, you hate him. Right. If he's not on your team, you like him when he's doing well, but when he's fucking up, you absolutely positively love him. When he's him. going two for 17 in a finals game, clinching right. game. Right. That's, that's, that's exactly it. You know, so it's like it's, it, it, you run hot and cold with a guy like him, you know, in the, in the best of times. You know, in the worst of times, it's, it's basically like, I don't even want to acknowledge you. Jeremy, can you? I, I, will not, I will not acknowledge you, Roman. I, I pulled up the the snubs, but can you somebody pull up the seventy five the guy the guys that were the seventy five greatest players of all like the NBA just but I already have I I have it up oh, I okay, have cool. the snubs I have the yeah. snubs list up so can, can I can I ask one quick thing about this list mm-hmm. Yes, I, I'm sure Joe will, at least will probably know this. Now that NBA fifty list that they did twenty five years ago, all the people are all on the it. List are they, on kept, they kept those fifty yes. guys and then just added twenty five to them. Well, yeah. Correct. Twenty twenty six. There was a tie. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the no, two players. I was like, I was, I no, just because like yes, I was when I was, when I was looking when I was looking back over the list and I was just like looking at the stats for like some of the older guys. It was. I say to myself, it's like, yeah, if you look at just their stats, it, it doesn't hold up. So it's like, I don't really know if they should maybe still be on the list. There was a few guys I was saying that about, but, you know, at the same time, this isn't my area of expertise. So, you know. The snubs were, some of them were made me laugh. So, um, Clay Thompson's gotten a lot of shit because he was a snub. Like, um, okay. His teammates have been giving him a lot of shit. I, mean, I actually talked to Jay today, and we actually both thought Clay Thompson should have made it. 
I don't think Ray Allen should have made it personally. I think Ray Allen shouldn't have been on the 75. So he would be my, probably the person I would take off for sure. Yeah. So, that's, you know, that's I, I, I would, I would have Ray Allen ahead of Clay Thompson, but that's just a knee jerk reaction without looking at that. Man, it's, it's hard to say because Ray Allen was kind of like, I, I want to say from my recollection of seeing Ray Allen play, he was like, the start of like a premier three-point shooter like what we see a lot of a, a large amount of guys now start to be like the premier like their their game is the three ball that was ray allen like for so many years that was like his thing so yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to say he's he started off as like an all-around player being like the top guy on his team and then as time went on i think more or less when he when he joined the the Celtics with Garnett and Pierce, you know, they each all ended up having their specific roles. Like Allen did a lot of other stuff, you know, small things here and there, but I guess where he really upped his game with like three pointers and not just th- just jacking up threes whenever, but like crucial moments to hit threes. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was like his kind of like Robert Ori in the playoffs. You know? <laughs> Robert yeah. Ori, good old big, Robert Ori. Big, big shot, like big shot Ori, you know what I'm saying? Or hitting those shots. You know, Ray Allen, you know, kind of did the same thing. Carmelo. Carmelo's another one. I don't know about Carmelo either. I, I'm, but I'm being looking. on the list, he's on the list? Yeah, he's on the 75. I, I mm. like, I would definitely, okay. if you're going to, if you're going to say keep Ray Allen, Clay Thompson goes over Carmelo for sure. Like I, without hesitation, I would put Clay Thompson on this list over Carmelo Anthony. So I'll I'll run down the list for you, Jeremy. So you're, so you. Okay. So, okay. Let's, let's, so so we're going all 75 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Never heard of him. (laughs) Ray Allen, Giannis, Carmelo Anthony, Nate Archibald, Paul Paul Arzine, Charles Barkley. I thought it was a reason, but you know, yeah, a reason. it could be. I, I'm not good at you know pronouncing names like that. That's all right. Uh, Charles Charles Barkley, Rick Barry, Elgin Baylor, Dave Bing, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Will Chamberlain, Bob Cousy, uh, Dave Collins, Bill Cunningham, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Dave the Bushery, the Busher, the Busher, sure, Busher, um, Clyde Drexler, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant. Julius Irving, Patrick Ewing, Walt Frazier, um, Kevin Garnett, George Irving, uh, Hal Greer, James Harden. Okay. John Havlicek, uh, Elvin Hayes, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Sam Jones, The Goat, Jason Kidd, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Jerry Lucas, Carl Malone, Moses Malone, Pete Maravich, Bob McAdoo, Kevin McHale, George Mikan, Reggie Miller, Earl Malone, Steve Natch, um, Nowitzki, Olajuwon, Shaq Attack, Robert Parrish, Chris Paul, Gary Payton, Bob Pettit, Paul Pierce, Scotty Pippen, Willis Reed, Oscar Robinson, David Robertson, Robinson, uh, Dennis Rodman, Bill Russell, Dolph Shays, Bill Sherman, Sherman, John Stockton, Charmin. Thomas, Best yeah. Charmin. <laughs> Nate, uh, Nate Thurman, Wes Unsled, 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 Unsled. whatever. Best 
unsettled. Uh, uh, D Wade, Bill Walton, Jerry West, Russell Westbrook, Lenny Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins, and James Worthy. And anybody, anybody from before my lifetime, I'm not going to argue about those people because I didn't watch all of them and stuff. So if they're on this list and it happened before I was like paying watching basketball, I kind of let that go. So, well, yeah, you can't have an opinion on something you don't know nothing about, right? Carmelo, Carmelo and Ray Allen are the two to me that I would take off. So, all right. And for all our fans, I put that up there. I've added a, added that to our uh, feed there. I put a comment with the picture from that. I guess I'm kind of surprised by Rodman being there, but uh, Rodman, you have to give it to Rodman. He's probably the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. No, he's the best defensive rebounder I've ever seen. I don't know. I think I still think Olajuwon is the best I've ever seen, but Rodman was the best rebounder I've ever seen. Darth Pat, don't die on the show, man. I've told you before, I will die when and where I want to. <laughs> so here are the people who voted for this panel. Here's my one problem with this. Robert Parrish is on there. I don't like Robert Parrish being on there. Because he was, he was, in, in my personal opinion, he was a product of the players that he played with. He was brought onto that team, and he was shit before he got there. He became a better player when he got there because of the people around him, especially the one particular person who we all know and love, which would be, and now his name alluded my Larry Bird. Thank you, Larry Bird. <laughs> I mean, he's he's an arguable person i think he's somebody you could argue that maybe he you, you might not be wrong with what you just said jeremy he's a product of a system potentially here's look let me run down the list who voted on this this oh, is boy. the voting panel and this is most likely the voting panel for the other but now 26 players that were added so kareem marv albert dave aldridge sam amick Giannis, Steve Ashburner, Barkley, Rick Barry, Howard Beck, Sue Bird, Dave Bing, Carl Blatsowski, don't know, Mike Bren, Doris Burke, Jerry Colangelo, Doug Collins, Cynthia Cooper, Bob Costas, Dave Cowens, Bill Cunningham, Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, Dave Dupree, Clyde Drexler, Wayne Embry, Julius Irving, Patrick Ewing, uh, Walt Frazier, George Gurin, um, Russ Granick, Becky that, Hammond. That's a, so many. You're naming so many player people that yeah. don't like the new style of play. At, Elvin <laughs> Hayes, Ernie Johnson. Magic Johnson, Sam Jones, Michael Jordan, Steve Kerr, most Bob of the Lanier. most of the newer people, like most of the like people that are currently playing that are on the list, most of them belong on there. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. So, so there's there's some there's only a handful of current players, and Dirk Nowitzki, Rachel Nichols, Robert Parrish, Greg Popovich, Pippen, Pettit, Chris Paul. Candace Parker voted on this. Rod Thorne, uh, Rudy Tamovich, Tom Janovich. It's all Michael Wilbon. It's all people that, like, 
their opinion they're they're like they they they're bas- they have ties to basketball so it's not like right. they pick people like that they, like some of the people they've picked to do the playoff panel in college football it's not like they've picked some of that shit this is all people that are they have basketball ties right it i'm almost, not disagreeing with that it, it, it almost sounds like uh, all the players who were on the nba 50 list who were still live were voting there's a good majority of them and there's like yeah. a lot of there's a good handful of people that are like columnists like and and in media of some yeah, aspect a lot, for yeah a lot, a lot of a lot of broadcasters and writers on there it's I saw Joe. I saw somebody post something today where they were like talking about. I guess during the Lakers last night, they said Doris Burke was riding LeBron's jock the whole game, and somebody was like, "Doris Burke is a LeBron jock rider." (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's a nice way of saying LeBron dick sucker. We usually call it the worst version of it. That's a nice way of saying that. (laughs) All righty then. Some other people have like mentioned Tracy McGrady, yes, Ginobili, Tony Parker, Alonzo Mourning, Ben Wallace as as snubs. Where was the Kendi Matumba? Yeah, yeah he was <laughs> a... in my house. <laughs> right, for the me, guy from alone should have gotten him on there. For me, Thompson and McGrady were probably the biggest snubs. But McGrady never won a playoff series. So. Yeah, I think if McGrady would have had a better overall career, he would it wouldn't have been a question. Like and when just, they do, you, it's like where's the what what are they doing is the, the drawing the fine line of who gets right. on. And what who are the what was too. the criteria for them to even be considered for the top seventy five yeah. players? I was I was definitely glad Vince Carter didn't make the top seventy five. <laughs> business on that list, so I'm I was happy to see he didn't make it. No, his claim to fame was was, his name. His name showed up as being a a snub snub too. Yeah. Well, and I mean, his real claim to fame, I mean, and and not to take anything away from his ability or talent, but it was like dunking like that. (laughs) I felt like that was his big claim to fame. Like that's all you ever heard about him. How, you know, oh, and you know, a dunk here and a dunk there, you know? So. I, I, I think Carmelo is probably the person that, if I could pick one person on the list, I don't know why he's on there personally. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little mm-hmm. surprised by Carmelo too. I mean, he's, and it's not to say that he hasn't had a great career. He's had a better career in the Olympics, though. He's had a better career in like that kind of basketball than he almost has in the NBA. Like yeah. he's he's a really good FIBA player, but I don't know if he's a one of the 75 best NBA players, especially yeah. when you got somebody like Clay Thompson floating around who's got rings, who's one of the best, all, you know, two-way players in the NBA right now when he's healthy. He's one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. You got a guy who can play on both sides of the ball. Carmelo's not a guy that can play on both sides of the ball. So Yeah, well, neither is James Harden. James right. Harden is a, is a stat <laughs> he's a stat machine for offensive playing. And he's also one of the all-time greatest, like, let me create my own foul when nobody's even touching me because they, I've hooked they, him. Or they changed the rules now. You can't like jump into somebody and get the foul called. They've like changed. I know. Rules. I would like to know how many foul calls he's had against him since that is not a possibility anymore. Where he can create the foul by hooking or jumping or well, he travels all the time. He does a lot of other things that he gets away with, like Harden. He's just real slimy. He's like a slimy basketball player to me. Right. So, which which is great, and, and 
you know, and, and I don't have anything against James Harden. I just, you know, not a player I wish to see succeed in the <laughs> NBA. So every year when the playoffs come around and he falls apart and doesn't show up, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I'm like, good, because then he's only ever going to be a great regular season player. And we know the greats can play in the end in the fight in the uh, playoffs. So. Oh, yeah. So I am kind of surprised that Patrick Ewing's on there, though. <laughs> i'm just kidding no that guy deserves it he does he should be on there one of the best centers to play the game you get the rise out of me on that one <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i was trying so yeah oh so has the same birthday as me we can uh i'm sorry to hear that for you yeah. he's born <laughs> the same day i didn't know that we can say compare Carmelo's stats and Clay's Ooh, stats. Should we segue? Is this Wrestling? a good segue? Well, well, let me throw this in here real quick since we're changing subjects. We don't need to talk on this for very long at all. Okay. Okay. So the two baseball championship series matchups were the Red Sox versus the Astros. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the Braves versus the Dodgers. Now. I'm gonna ask you this: <laughs> If you were, if you were an executive at Fox, which matchup did you then want to see in the World Series? Boston and the Dodgers. Exactly right. And that's it, not what they're getting. <laughs> and that doesn't look like that's what we're getting because Houston's already in, of course, and it looks like the Braves are now three out of the way. So they're getting the and everybody in America that doesn't live in Houston is rooting for the Braves. Yeah, exactly. But Astros Braves, that's not a series that's gonna draw ratings. And I, I have to I have to say this, Pat. Me and Joe had this conversation the other day. As much as it pains me to say this, I was rooting for the Astros because I cannot compel myself to root for the Red Sox. I cannot oh, make no. I, I, I yeah, I, I was very much uh, indifferent to either to root for those fucking Sox. cheaters. Jeremy, that's sorry, what they're sorry, doing sorry. for the cheaters. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, because you know, it says a lot about their character. Because, because <laughs> in a lot of ways, it, it more directly affects the Yankees. Um, I, I was kind of better with the Astros winning, but now it's like I'm going to be like forced to root for the Braves. I can't ever root for the Braves, so um, yeah. But fuck the Astros, fuck the Red Sox. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say about that. Why you fail. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Jeremy. I know, but I wanted to play that one. <laughs> I think this one makes a little bit more sense for that. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that does. that does. Fox, you lose. <laughs> yep. All right, so yes, on to wrestling, and with uh, wrestling coming up, I, I I got this little tid, this little soundbite. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, okay. Because no, we right. haven't heard the one specifically for me yet, so I'm I'm very afraid of what Jeremy's going to pull up for for that. Oh yeah, I'm justifiably in a position I'd rather not be in. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god can you, can you like I, I would love to see what mjf would do if he got wanted 
Because <laughs> that fucking crowd up. Like, I would love to see MJF if he gets wanted ever. That would be uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting. If was, I'm ever at an AEW show and he comes out, I will fucking try to start the what chance. I would he, love to see that shit. He's, he said something tonight <laughs> up to Darby about putting him to when Sting was in the ring. He's like, I'm going to put you in a wheelchair like your friend Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling his reaction would be kind of like this. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he also said that they were in, I believe they were in Florida tonight. He said that that that's a state no for some reason he decided to say that most of the people that were in the arena that night were friends with drug dealers and like incest oh my god what <laughs> so they're hillbillies that sell drugs okay yeah <laughs> I mean, you can say that probably about every 50 state right now so i mean you probably can but it was just funny because to hear him like usually when you're in kentucky and west virginia you throw incest out it was interesting to hear him say that in florida if they were well do you know where in florida they were no oh I don't I'll, t- I'll tell you i was looking it up because i wanted to go to an adw show i wanted to take lucas to an adw like, show they were in like the panhandle because the panhandle is practically alabama so <laughs> hmm. yeah i mean they call it florabama for a reason <laughs> florabama nice so apparently um, they're in orlando I... well they're in orlando see that makes less sense but whatever <laughs> I, I saw this on, on in multiple places. I've seen this today, and, and this this just happened last night. Apparently, Charlotte and Becky had some kind of altercation last night, like backstage. Like, <laughs> yeah, some kind of. Apparently, there was some controversy over how that segment was supposed yes. to go, and, and neither of them followed. You know, neither of them did what they were supposed to do. It sounds like. Yeah, so it sounds like they were kind of like sort of shooting on each other in the ring, and I guess they had loud words backstage. But I, I saw this story uh, late yesterday or early this morning as well. So uh, it, it, it basically, I also saw a part about it where Charlotte, I guess, tried to convince them to have her drop the title to Bianca uh, back on Monday night, and they wouldn't go along with that, which wow, I was expecting. I was actually expecting Charlotte to lose Monday night, so I was surprised when she didn't lose. Right, and if she was even pushing for it, it also was kind of interesting that they didn't, like, listen to her, really, to be honest. But uh, because, I guess, they feel like nobody wanted to, nobody really thought it made sense to do this segment where they just, you know, exchange the belts. And let's be honest. That's that's so dumb. That it it is. It is totally fucking stupid. This is This is the one time where if Jim Cornette tried to call something like lazy booking on this, I would actually agree with him because that is 100% what this is. It's lazy booking. Right. It's dumb. So, so when I saw the story, <clears throat> I got to thinking, what did this look like in the creative room? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, guys, here's what we're going to do. Instead of having Charlotte drop the belt to Bianca. We're just going to have Charlotte and Becky get in the ring with each other. And we're going to have them trade title belts because it'll bring up the tension for whenever we want to do a Charlotte versus Becky match which won't be for a long time because they're going to be on separate shows. 
<laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be such great shit. What do you think, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, Vince, whatever you say. I mean, whatever you want to do is what we're gonna do. I mean, well, you're you're the boss. I mean, whatever you want me to do, I boss, is you know, is how I'll is how I'll sell it, is how we're gonna do it. You know, that's 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 what we'll do. Okay, Vince. I didn't realize Johnny, Johnny, what do you think, Johnny? Oh yeah, I think that's a great idea, Vince. <laughs> Did I mention uh, how great your arms look today? Oh, so vascular, vascular. <laughs> And hey, all those people online who say you're going senile, uh, don't you believe it for a second. Uh, you still got all your faculties about you. Uh, that's great to know because I just pissed myself. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that Becky and Charlotte weren't like BFFs anymore. I guess I missed that because they were like BFFs a year or two ago. They were like inseparable. It said something that because real life as you know that that's had an effect and you can understand that you know becky got pregnant she had to go off have a kid charlotte's fiance left the companies you know shit like that so i i can totally understand that but in you know my heart of hearts i was also thinking to myself if they're having words with each other like this because this train wreck of a segment didn't go off the way it was supposed to <laughs> are we getting the beginnings of another brett versus sean feud where all of a yeah. sudden guys who were friends backstage start going their separate ways and then they start looking for like the worst in each other and they start sniping at each other and then it carries over into the ring and shit like this do we see a I, new screw job i feel like really hoping for that i feel like w, they need to be careful because i feel like charlotte will just be like see ya well, that's just it. Charlotte has every reason to leave right now <laughs> to, bail, to bail on the company if she wants to. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what her contract status is. But, I don't know. Um, but you know, she she definitely does have every reason to bail on the company she, if she wants she, to. There's a list. There's about a list of five people that WWE cannot afford to lose there there are people that they shouldn't want to lose but there's a very small list of people that they really that would really hurt them mm -hmm. charlotte is one of those people mm -hmm. and then if she goes she goes to aew all of a sudden a women's division that's questionable all of a sudden gets quite a bit better just by adding her so she's she's the she's i don't think she's gonna leave but they just need to be careful with her and i it sounds like this was more her fault than Becky's fault. It sounds like that Charlotte was more to blame for this potentially. So, and I guess she left the gorilla position and didn't talk to Vince last night because she was going to watch, you know, Andrade or whatever. So I guess she probably ruffled. I did see a meme today with Charlotte dropping the belt in the garbage can. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. If, if that ever happens, holy shit. Yeah. So, first, first of all, they'd sue AEW instantly, but you know, they probably want to go any further than their probably want to go any further than their lawsuits against WCW did. So, <laughs> I I thought the segment was very blah. And they definitely weren't supposed to drop the belt. Charlotte wasn't supposed to drop it. And Becky wasn't supposed to throw it. So that was that was where like the rail it completely went off the rails. I thought. Yep. Becky was, it, sounded, it sounded like Becky was reacting to what Charlotte did. So 
Charlotte, like, I, I, her and Becky's banter was fine, but then Sasha came out and Sasha's like one of the best people WWE has on the mic other than Charlotte and Charlotte proceeded to tear her apart on the mic too. So Charlotte's torn everybody that's anywhere near her relevancy on the mic. They've, she's torn all of them apart in the last month. She's torn Bianca apart. She's torn Becky apart. And she's torn. She, she shit on all three of them on the mic in the last month. It was just a weird segment to exchange belts just to set up. Hey, it's, we're going to have Charlotte versus Sasha. Okay. <laughs> it was just the, the segment for me was just very, I want to say blah. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it just, I, I was I wasn't yeah. into it. Just reading just, through it, it doesn't. Just reading through it, it didn't sound like it was it, good. No, you could tell something was going. You you could tell something was off in this in the whole situation, the the whole promo, whatever the hell you want to call it, the whole situation. It, it just seemed like it was off because even um, Sonya Deville, she kind of at a couple times she kind of seemed like wait. Uh, something she seemed like something was wrong. Like, uh, I don't think that was supposed to happen, and I don't think she knew what to do to fix the issue of what was going and, on. And be, be, Jared, because if you weren't watching last night, Sonya Deville had to be in charge because Brock Lesnar beat the fucking shit out of Adam Pierce last night. He uh, f5'd him twice and split his pants open. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> why? Why did he do that? Because. They did the whole, they, they did this. Because he's indefinitely stuff. suspended. They had to write Brock off TV till the Royal Rumble, so they had right. to throw a referee around, and then Pierce suspended him, and then Brock came out and said, can you say that to me again? Can you tell me what you said? I didn't hear you. And Pierce was, like, <laughs> saying it while he was choking him, and Brock F5'd him twice. I'm sorry. I okay, <laughs> okay, but... Why was he doing that? So because he, he was just upset that he lost. Uh, yeah, because you know it was a screw job ending with the Usos and stuff, and then like oh, a, I guess I didn't read that that closely. Yes, yes, like Heyman threw the belt in the ring, and okay, I read, I read that. Yeah, and then the Usos came out. The ref was knocked Man. out, and then the Usos came out and gave Roman the belt, and he hit Brock. So you know they're not done. I just. <laughs> They're going to burn this till WrestleMania. Now Brock's going to beat Roman at WrestleMania. They're going to burn this all the way till Mania. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. I, I guess so. When I was reading over the recap, I missed the Usos part of it because, yeah. as we all well know, I will not watch the Blood Money shows. I mean, I didn't want Joe watched it. The only match I watched was the Hell in a Cell. That was the only match I really wanted to watch. So, yeah, yeah I watched I, the whole thing. I, I, I absolutely refuse to watch the Blood Money shows, especially when I saw in, in one one part of the recap that I read, um, I, I read that they were reading like the pro-Saudi government propaganda again, too. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm never watching it. I saw people. Yeah, they did. I saw people the next day. They're like, oh, this this might have been the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. I'm like, wow, that's 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 really impressive since most of the ones this year haven't been that great anyway. So what do you fucking do? Yeah. Like they're, I mean... <laughs> Putting the putting putting the best show on for uh, for that, yeah, awesome. awesome. I mean, overall, most of the matches were good wrestling matches. There were good matches overall, except for maybe two that weren't that great. But yeah, it was their best crown jewel match uh, show they put together. It probably was their best Saudi. Show. It definitely was. It probably was their best Saudi. So I I found this 
guys like two weeks ago i found this thing and i and I, I purposely didn't bring it up with me and joe the other night because this is the most comedy i've had in wrestling in a long time and you guys may not see it quite as the comedy that i have but when i saw this i immediately was on the phone with jay like these fucking people that three guys on bleacher report did a draft they did a wrestling draft oh boy and they were only allowed to draft people from wwe and AEW. But the entertainment it doesn't take very long for the enter, for the wheels to start coming off this draft. <laughs> well, your first mistake was Bleacher Report. Um. I mean, they post a lot of wrestling shit, though. They really do. They post a lot of lists. They post a lot of stuff. And even if I don't agree with most of what they post, they do post a lot of wrestling content. So, and I do enjoy looking at some of it because it ends up being a point of argument or disagreement or, Hey, this is a good list or, Hey, this is a bad list or something like that. So that's the so, argument part. So, <laughs> um, I was going to send an argument for that. I can probably send <laughs> it's a big, it's a big like file, but I could probably send it to Jeremy. I have a link to it. Well, is it on well, a website? Well, you well, said it's on Bleacher well, Report. What in yeah. particular did you want to discuss about it? So I, I can I'll just run down I'll just run down some of the uh, the the early early picks and then like where the entertainment really started. So so there's three guys and they had to like name their wrestling promotion because then at the end they had to make an actual wrestling card out of the people they drafted. So there's one guy on here who I'm going to refer to as the only guy I think is not an idiot. So there's one guy I think is not an idiot. <laughs> and then there's one guy who's kind of in the middle. And then there's one guy who's a complete fucking moron on here. So in my opinion, so. Okay, so, so, we've got, so basically what you're saying is we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the guy who I like, the guy who I like picked Kenny with the first pick. He took Omega. I don't really think that you should be taking anybody other than Kenny at this point. I really don't. As much as I like Roman, I don't think anybody other than Kenny should be the first pick. So the, the, the first guy got it right. The second guy took Roman. He also got it right. The third guy took CM Punk. I stretch at three. No offense to Punk. If you take Punk at this point five years ago or ten years ago, I think you're fine. I think it's a little bit of a stretch right now. Still so I don't think, still, still I posted it in the chat, Jeremy. I don't think okay. it's a terrible pick. This guy, this is one of the few picks this guy actually got right. I'll at least give him CM Punk. It's not terrible. Well, so, hey, at, least, at least, at least with Punk, you know you're getting star power. So then the same, then they do. The, it's like a fantasy draft. So they go in reverse order. So the guy that picked Punk took Brian Danielson with his next pick. He was the fourth pick. Now the wheels start coming off for me. The Usos went fifth. There's no way. I don't care who you like or who you don't like. There's no way the Usos are the best tag team. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you think the Usos are better than the Bucks, you're crazy. So Also, I don't think you should take a tag team that early if you're, like, starting a federation kind of thing. So then the guy who took Kenny takes Becky. There's no way I would take Becky. And, and this is going to be a theme as we continue to get further into the women. Becky was the first pick of the women. I, no, she should not have been the first pick of the woman women charlotte should have been the first pick like no doubt about it and charlotte's not going to get picked for about 20 more picks so the fact that charlotte is not the first pick of a woman slips 
eight, I think six more women get taken before Charlotte. That's mind boggling to me that okay. I, I, I was I'm looking say, at this list now and I'm going, Holy shit. Uh, this guy got taken ninth. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get to that, Jeremy. So that... Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think you know, Becky being the first woman taken, you, you can argue that. Um, to then what you're saying though, that saying about like six women, other women get picked before Charlotte, uh, WTF. So Britt Baker goes next. She's... Yeah, the guy that person took two women right in a row. So Britt Baker <laughs> is one of the people that's younger. So if you're going to take a woman, I think you would want to take somebody that's younger. So I don't think I would take Britt before Charlotte, but Britt, there's a better argument for her. I'm the not taking pick, two women in my top three picks, though. The eighth, the eighth pick was Hangman. That one's a little dicey. Now the wheels are about to start coming <laughs> completely off. At pick nine, the idiot takes Big E Langston. There is no way this guy should go in the top 20. <laughs> I don't care if well, you like it or not. This guy I'm has just, no business being drafted this high. I'm going to say right now, this guy is evidently a big New Day mark. Because of who he takes next. Right. So then he takes the New Day next. So now he's got all three members of the New Day. (laughs) So all all three members of the New Day and all three members of the Bloodline have went. And then somebody takes Adam Cole and then finally the guy that took Kenny takes the Bucks. I, I... I, I, there is no way I, 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 there was a picture of this a couple weeks ago. Somebody posted bloodline versus the elite. I will take the elite over the bloodline any day of the week. I like Roman. I think the Usos are good. I would take Kenny and the bucks over those guys any day of the week. So here's the, here's the other thing about this too, as far as the females are concerned, you're going to tell me that Bailey and Ruby Soho Yes. I'm get picked before Charlotte. Yes, Bailey's yeah, not no, even wrestling that, right now. Uh, that's just uh, as Doctor Evil would say, we're goddamn ridiculous. Especially like, let's let's not even talk. And Bailey not wrestling is not even for me. Not even the big issue. It's just, I mean, let's just look at the last five years. Like, okay, Bailey had you know her and Sasha had that great run and all that, but in a five year span, even in that five last five years bailey and ruby over charlotte that just fucking makes no sense to me and and you guys you guys like jeremy and pat you guys don't really know the worst pick in the whole draft was the 28th pick this guy that picked all these terrible people already takes big swole and said she's the best kept secret in aew she's not even on television she's awful and this guy takes her with the 28th pick and said one pick after charlotte flair this guy takes this woman who's awful says she's the best kept secret in aew none of the rest of us who saw this she shouldn't even have been drafted in the whole 90 pick draft let alone the 28th pick yeah, let's let's put it this way. If AEW isn't even putting her ah sorry. Um if AEW isn't even putting her on dynamite or rampage, that should tell you something. I mean that same person, like he picks last in the, the previous round. So he pre- he picks last and goes first. So he pretty much picks Liv Morgan and then picks Big Swall. Did anybody take Jade Cargill? <laughs> no not yet i don't believe 
she I'm looking. I don't know if she got drafted. Yes, she went with the 62nd pick. Okay. Well, I don't really need to hear any more of <laughs> Which which the guy the guy right after this that took Big Swell took Lucha House Party. What the fuck? Like uh I mean it's this is this very much sounds like it to each their own thing, but if yeah. I was in some kind of like fantasy draft uh, trying to build a federation, I mean, I would first, one of my first few picks, I would be trying to be like, I need star power. I don't really care where it comes from, but I need what I think would be legitimate star power, like things that people are going to want to pay to see. And then I'd start, and then I'd be filling out the roster with like, oh, the guys that like that I know can put on a good match, like the Cesaro's type of you know kind of thing but yeah they they yeah. when they when they put their pay-per-views together like the the guy that took like the new day and stuff his was the worst his was bad and then the guy the guy that took roman most of the people voted for his i voted for the one the guy that took kenny in the bucks because i thought his his was the best card overall from top to bottom so it, it is it is definitely something like the the big e going ninth that one to me that one to me was was amusing because if he wasn't the champion number one there's no way he gets drafted but mm-hmm. the better the better part of it for me was this this guy's description of this and I, I understand that you guys don't share the same views of the new day as I do I, I do think that Kofi is I don't like him but I'll at least give Kofi credit he can wrestle I think he's Dicey on the mic at times. I think he's an acquired taste. I think the corniness and the juvenileness of the new day is appealing to some people. It's not appealing to me. I think it's they're childish at times. So I like the I like the names of their federations actually. I like Xavier. I like Xavier Woods. I think Xavier Woods is is the only guy in the group I don't hate because I I still remember when he was Consequences Creed and in TNA and I liked him. So I think it's cool that they let him win King of the Ring. So anyway, I still, I still feel like he's the guy, though, that's uh, better on the mic than he is in the ring. So then this is what the guy put for Big E. This is the, he's like, this guy has been my favorite superstar in the company for three or four years. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm already laughing at this guy. I'm sorry. So and then he said, so, he, so he's got a bias. So he says everything he does is entertaining. So now I'm like on the ground laughing. His promos, his charisma. This guy doesn't have any of that, in my opinion. So th- this was entertainment to me reading this guy's stuff about Big E. I was laughing the whole time I was reading this about this guy. So, well, yeah, and, and I'm not going to say Big E can't talk. You know, it, there's been times where he's been good. There's, it, it's more not good than good. He's the worst of the three on the mic. I, I for sure. Like, but he's the, worst the guy, you know, when he says he's been my favorite wrestler for the past three to four years. And just from the draft that he did, he took Beaky and then the rest of the New Day. He's a New Day mark. And, and well, there's and nothing wrong Bobby with that. Lashley, then he took Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business. <laughs> um, so, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. You can like who you like. But if you're supposed to be doing a draft, like Darth Pat said, you should be taking star power and guys that could put on matches. The New Day's gimmick does not go over with everybody. It goes over with kids anymore it does not go over with adults anymore like it's run its time it's run its thing 
The only reason they keep that around is because they're selling merch and lots of kids are buying that merch. That's the only yep. reason that gimmick's still alive. Like because WWE is a gold They're trying to please multiple groups at one time. Right. And exactly. I have no problem with that. It's a fucking business. You got to do those right. things. But I'm not going to build my business around that. It's got three guys. <laughs> no offense, but I'm not going to do it. And, and, um, I mean, I generally like Biggie. Like, I, I really felt like he's better in the ring than some people give him credit for. Um, but AJ's absolutely right in that there's no way he would be picked ninth if he wasn't currently the champion. Right. And, and his championship was a gift. It was not. Well, right. But here's the, here's the thing. He very well may prove to be a good champion. We don't really know yet. But he's got to prove to be a good champion first before you could ever consider him drafting him this high. And that certainly hasn't happened yet. So it's, it really, it really does make it. It's like I said, when people do something like this, they'll start to reveal some kind of a personal bias. And like you said, when he goes and he says, Oh, he's been my favorite guy for three or four years now. He's got a personal bias. That's why he's taken him that high. Yeah, and I I don't dislike Hangman. I don't think Hangman should have went before Adam Cole either. There's no way Hangman's a better. I I, I, I don't have any. I think Hangman's a really good wrestler. I don't think he's a, he's a great promo. I think he's an okay promo. I would have taken Adam Cole before I would have taken Hangman. Whether I liked Adam Cole or not, I would have taken him before Hangman. No, so, and I agree, and I agree with you too. And this is somebody who hasn't really seen a, a tremendous deal of either guy, but. Even I know enough to know that Cole, even if it was just at NXT, you know, because I knocked that down and everything, Cole has definitely accomplished more than Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page is a guy who's still more potential than um, has done stuff. And he has potential, and he's going to beat Kenny in a couple weeks at full gear, and he's going to have the belt, so we're going to get to see what happens when he has the title. So, right. Let's see, let's see how he does as a champion, too. So. Yeah. All righty. Hey. Real, real quick, Jeremy. There, Pat. There was a blurb. Me and Joe were talking about this the other day. I don't. I want to say it was like six months ago or something. Something came up on my Facebook thing where you were like, it was probably one of your Yankee blog people, but he said something about the Shield, and you were there was banter about you guys about the Shield being the best faction like in wrestling, and then you were like. Well, I think one of my friends would disagree with you on that. And I know who you were talking about. You were talking about me with the Undisputed Era. So me and Joe were kind of talking about that the other day because I know you were referring to me when you said that, Pat. So, yeah, I, I don't really remember the conversation, but I, do I don't remember, remember it either, but it just popped I do, up. I do, I do remember probably making that reference. Yeah. It was just when yeah. I saw it, because this was like, 2000 i think it was like 2016 or 2000 it was it was, uh, it was early it wasn't like it was before the undisputed era and he even won all the belts and stuff it wasn't like recent it was something that happened in probably 2017 or it was a while ago so okay it was like a memory or something it wasn't like uh-huh. the actual, it was like a memory of it memories so. <laughs> the other thing looking at this so looking at the pay-per-views that they created which i like the concepts they were talking about but Charlotte Flair losing to Diana Perrazzo <laughs> for the women's title. What? 
I like I, I like how he has a triple threat match between Roman, Seth, and Moxley for the world championship. I, I know, don't that's like that good. because we've already seen that. Why why are we doing something we've already seen? We don't need to do that. We've already seen that. Ha, ha, having having Deanna Perrazzo be Charlotte sounds like we're trying to put Deanna Perrazzo over. Like we're using Charlotte's star power to put to, to try to make a new star. Yeah. If you're doing fantasy booking, to me, you don't book a match that's already happened. So I don't want to see Rollins, Moxley, and Roman when it's already happened once. Yes, so, that, that is also very true. So the so best he puts, match... The, he, he puts in there... What did he write about that? Oh, he goes for the first pay-per-view in peace PWC history. I like the names they created for him anyway. I figured it was important to address the Reigns, Rollins, and Moxley being in the same company so we can move on with an intended direction of the company. I get what he's going. I get what he's saying with that. The best match on, the pool, on all three cards, the, the match I would want to see would be Kenny and the Bucks versus Cody, AJ Styles and Finn or whatever, like that, that Bullet Club Outcast versus the Elite. That would be the match I would want to see of every match they put on there. That was the one I would want to see the most. Oh, so, yeah. 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 Versus Finn, AJ, and Cody. And this is. Ibushi comes down to help the losing faction after the match and show his disdain for his former best friend Omega. I mean, that makes sense. That's that's a that's a story in itself. The uh, the, the other <clears throat> the other problem though with uh, what you said there about um, well, I just got to do the Roman versus <laughs> Rollins versus boxing match is that you risk then people wanting to see more of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was an interesting uh, thing. Like I said, I don't yeah, always. Definitely. I, I read I read a lot of Bleacher Report stuff and then disagree with half of it. And, <laughs> and as much fun as that would be to do, like do our own little draft, I would not do one. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> There's too many wrestlers and No, I wouldn't I wouldn't and it, this is no offense to anybody I'm friends with cuz Jay said he's like we should do one. I'm like I'm not doing one because once one of you guys start picking something that I I think is funny or or stupid, I'm going to call you on it and then it's going to turn into a worse situation. So, I'm just not It's easy for me yes, to make it will. fun of some, It's easy for me to make fun of some Joe Schmo who I don't know. I would because I don't know how to not say stuff, I would say stuff to people, and it would end up being a bad thing, not a good thing. So True. I know myself. So yeah, and that's perfectly. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's just for me, there's just too many wrestlers that I don't know enough right. about from different organizations. No, so and I think just it would even be hard for me and like me and Joe and like Eli and Jay to do one and we watch all of it. And I still think it would be, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be easy. So and we right. know who the people are. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be the end of our show. We have been going for mm, two and a half hours now. <laughs> so, can, I, can I ask one other quick question? Oh, wow. We did. If you it must. seemed like it was that long. Wow. <laughs> Did, did did we all see the the new trailer last weekend? For which one? For the Batman. Yes. yes. No, I did not see that one yet. You're a okay, fucking slacker. For, for, for those who did, for those who did, <laughs> first impression. 
I mean, I'm more, um, I'm, not why I'm more excited about the Flash than I am about Batman. That's me personally. So, well, we didn't get to see a lot of the Flash, unfortunately. Um, <coughs> I am looking forward to see it because, you know, WB's biggest issue was when we had the Dark Knight trilogy. There were some dark parts, and then Zack Snyder does his thing, and you know, makes Batman kind of dark. But yeah, they're letting this guy just make Batman even darker than all the others, which I'm fine with, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious to see how they incorporate your, uh, the, the year one concept from the comics into this. So, Who is playing we'll the Batman? Robert, Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. And so yeah. far through the trailer, I think he, he, he looks fine. He seems fine as he, he, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He, he seems to look good in the suit. He doesn't seem like he's trying to do the Christian Bale Batman voice, thank God. Um, yeah. And, you know, my, my for me, the most interesting thing was is that they won't give us a full... They haven't really shown the Riddler's face, you know? Like, we know Paul no. oh. playing him, but they haven't really shown his face completely. In, Who's playing in the Riddler? Paul Dano. No, I don't know that name. I, he was in Little Miss Sunshine. Um, or I can't really think of anything else that I know of off the top of my head that I know you would have seen him in. Yeah, I'm I saw Little Miss Sunshine, see... but I can't remember all the people in it. Yeah. I'm excited to see how Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Uh, wow, they're having so... two villains in the first one. Well, she doesn't really look like she's a villain, per se. Colin Farrell's playing Penguin under yeah. a lot of makeup. Yes. Yeah, you, you can't even tell it's him. You wouldn't you you know it's Colin Farrell. You didn't know it was Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey, Wright, Jeffrey Wright's playing Jim Gordon. Uh, John Turturro, I know, is playing Carmine Falcone. And I don't really remember. So that's a fourth villain, kind of. Oh, uh, Andy, Andy Circus is uh, Alfred. So. Seems like a good uh, so cast. I, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but of course it's not until March. So, and so they're making a uh, Flash spinoff movie. Yes. Yeah, we're opening the 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 DC multiverse, and we're going to see the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, yeah, the Michael Keaton Batman is supposed to be in it, and like in the little bit of footage of it that they showed last weekend, it was you could I guess it was a teaser at best. Yeah, you know, it was a teaser. Um, you know, you heard Michael Keaton's voice and you kind of saw him from like behind in the cowl and everything. And Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be in it as well. So I like I, I like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I like him. So I, I, I yeah, like I, he was he was definitely one of the better parts of Justice League. And now I still haven't watched the Snyder cut. Um, but yeah, so I, I was definitely still wanting to see more of him and his character. I think it's cool that Hayden Christensen is going to be in the, be in the Ashoka series. That's cool. Oh, yes, I to mention that too. So I, I can only assume he'll be a Force Ghost unless they do a full on flashback. He's supposed to play Anakin and Darth Vader in some concept of that show, from what I've read. Interesting. So they probably will do a flashback of some nature. Well, they'd have to do a flashback in order for him to be Vader, then, yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah, assuming, because assuming the Ahsoka series is set around the same general timeline as the Mandalorian. Uh, who knows? They could go backwards and have it 
Because if they kind of use some of the stuff that was part of, was it um, Star Wars Rebels? Yeah, Rebels, where Ahsoka's in there and she fights Darth Vader in that temple thing. Yeah, I'm not sure the timeline for this this Ahsoka thing. My my old my my oldest nephew is going as the Mandalorian for Halloween. Nice. Nice. Yeah, when I was over at his house two weeks ago for his brother's birthday and I asked him what he was going for his Halloween, not only did he was he so anxious to tell me he was the Mandalorian, he quick went and changed into the costume to show me. <laughs> nice. I was like, looking good, bud. Look, no. Lucas is going as a gladiator. Oh, yes. I saw those pictures on Facebook. He looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, yes. That's die. Yeah, really those awesome. were cool. In that costume so that was, that was really yeah. cool looking and luckily it came with all those pieces as one thing we didn't have to buy any of the other pieces it all came in that yeah, one thing yeah, so that, that was nice that, that, that's, that's a really good stuff <laughs> for the price it better shit <laughs> <laughs> always so all right always. so with, with all that being said that brings us to the end of our show um we did have a Mount Rushmore plan for today, but since we went so long, <laughs> we didn't want to, we didn't want to try and throw that in here too. So you'll have to wait until next, next week for that. Um, we're also going to have an, an NBA draft coming up uh, on one of our upcoming episodes. So you want to tune in for that and a special giveaway for our survivor series live uh, broadcast that we'll be doing as we uh, talk about Survivor Series as it's going on and break down the November matches and all 20th, that. I think that's November 20th or November 21st is the Survivor Series. So I believe so. so you'll, 21st. Yeah, so you'll have to tune in, find out what those going to be, but we are going to do a giveaway. I'll, I'll tell you now, it's going to be a t-shirt, but I don't know how many we're going to do, and we don't know what the criteria is. We're still working that out, but you'll, if you stay tuned, you'll find out what it's going to be. We'll be posting it on Facebook as well as on our Twitter, so everybody Indeed. knows uh, when it'll be, what it'll be, and how you can actually win a T-shirt. So one thing, yeah, one thing that we can guarantee about it though is that it will be such good shit. <laughs> that is for sure. All right, so thank you everybody for watching uh, on Facebook. Uh, and whenever you catch this episode, wherever you catch this episode, we thank you for watching. We always appreciate you tuning in. Um, you guys make this fun for us to be able to continue to do. We hope we entertain you uh, as much as we entertain ourselves. And as you can see, we're starting to amp up our production with some sound bites and fun stuff to throw in there and stuff like that. Even if we get fancy, people, yeah. <laughs> fancy, <laughs> we get fancy. Uh, and I have to th <laughs> I have to thank Joe for that because if he didn't show me how to do that we would have never had the sound bites to begin with so uh, uh thank you tomorrow celebrity guests <laughs> yeah, i don't count, don't count on that um but thanks everybody for watching and tuning in and listening we do appreciate it and with that we say good morning good afternoon and good night and we'll catch you on the next episode